What is up, Apex Familia, and welcome to the inaugural Apex Experience podcast, where we're going to have so many names, personalities, and stories told for the first time for many. And guess what? For the very first time, episode one of the podcast, I'm blessed, honored to have one of the greatest stories in all of esports. I've been saying it for a long time. One of the greatest humans and personalities that we have in Apex Legends. It's his Watson of Fury. I'm a man. Thank you for doing this. How are you feeling right now? Appreciate you doing it, man. Glad to have you. And uh, look, I guess let's start on that. Um, we're going to tell your whole story. And I'm excited to really dig into it. I know bits and pieces. I think the community knows bits and pieces. And people know the, the highlights or the lowlights. There's been some of both. It's been a journey. Yeah. And we'll get to that. You, you acknowledge the lowlights. It's been a journey. We're going to get to that. But the fact that you, you're doing this, um, the fact that you clearly get something that other pro players don't. And it seems like, I don't know if it's gratitude that you have or just intelligence or I don't know what it is, but you, your content, building your brand, everything you've done has just been intentional for a year now. And that's been a big part of why you've exploded. So what is it? Are you, are you just grateful for the position that you're in? Why do you do so much more for concepts and things like this than other pros or who just stream live on? Um, um, I don't know. I just find it fun and I feel like for everyone that's streaming, you know, like growing your brand is like what you want to do, obviously. And I just feel like the way that people are going about it, I don't think it's that I'm doing anything like above and beyond. I just think that what I'm doing is abnormal on the apex side, whereas everyone just kind of like streams and turns off their stream. Uh, I just feel like I'm doing things that aren't, you know, necessarily like crazy. They're just crazy for apex, I guess. Yeah, I would hundred percent agree with that crazy for apex. I would say crazy for other esports too, man. Look, I come from a variety of esports, Gears esports. The pros didn't do anything. They just played the game and wanted to be the best, which, which again, I respect. It's because the prize pools were millions and millions of dollars. So they're like, that's where I'm going to focus my time and effort. Um, Apex, the prize pool is obviously distributed. Um, so there's, there's other ways you have to monetize. There's other ways to grow your brand and you recognize that. So you're right. You're humble about it, but I think it is crazy for Apex. It's crazy for other esports. I don't think a lot of pros do what you do, but for you, it's just logical. It seems like for you, it's just the obvious thing. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, and kind of what I what I notice is that like all of the big moments like I've had when I grew on Twitch, like went from ten viewers to a hundred or a hundred to a thousand. It wasn't because I just like turned on my stream and played Apex. It was because like something else was happening, you know, that was completely unrelated that would have happened even if I wasn't streaming. So, um, yeah, that's kind of just something I noticed, and then I kind of tried to you know, use that, do something crazy that would be crazy even if it wasn't on stream, you know? What do you mean by that? If you go into more detail, if you don't mind, something crazy happened, what, what do you mean? Um, well, pretty much all of my growth has been on Twitch, I guess, has been pretty like, um, not like linear, it's been like spikes, I guess. And mm -hmm. all of that was from things that I just did, you know, outside of, of streaming. So like when I hit rank one the first time, like, like 100 viewers or something or whatever, and then you know, I hit rank one again, I'm, you know, that was when I had growth. Cause like, Hey, rank one. And then I just like streamed or for like two or three months or whatever. And there was no growth at all. So I was like, okay, well I do something else. And then hit rank one again. And then I was around like a thousand viewers. And then the, you know, the house stuff nail just happened. And that was when I grew again, you know, it was kind of in like three or four steps rather than just like a linear mm. growth that people expect, I guess. Um, Interesting. But yeah, it was all because of something that completely unrelated to streaming that would have happened, you know, if I wasn't streaming it or not. And, and are you saying it's fate or are you just saying it's chance? 
You, do you think there's um, like a fate level there or something someone was looking out or are you just saying just by chance it's just how it, <laughs> it was random or what do you think um just seems like there's a deeper meaning here that you're trying to allude to maybe um, not maybe i'm overthinking it i don't know i guess just that i feel like people come to your stream because of i don't know it's not like i don't really know how to explain it other than what i already said i guess but yeah okay okay no, yeah, growing sense. on That's growing valid. on growing my brand was mainly through twitch and it was because of things that because of other things, it wasn't just like I woke up every day and streamed ranked like eight hours. Like, yeah, that helped, but it was like the huge spikes I had were from something else entirely. Something else that happened. Got it. Yeah. Yep. I'm sitting there like, was it fate and destiny? You know, it's like <laughs> it's not the Watson's like it's not that deep, Fallout. It's just because I tweeted something and the tweet went <laughs> yeah, viral. Or how? I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, that makes sense. Pretty much. Uh, someone told me a wise person, a big fan of Apex. Actually, I was just with in Boston. Said uh, taught me something completely unrelated to what you're saying. But he said, actually, maybe it is related to what you're saying. He said, uh, shout out to Jason, by the way, uh, thick and froggy. He said, destiny equals fate plus free will. So fate plus free will equals destiny. And fate and destiny are two different things. I'm just going to let you all ponder on that. But I think that's actually related to what you're saying. I think, I honestly think it was kind of your, your you know, destiny that got you here. It's been, a, it, it seemed very fortuitous. But without free will, of you having the free will, making the decisions that you've made to, to, to really grow your brand and tweet and engage the community and meme and play professionally, that was a big step. Um, you wouldn't be here right now. So yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So let's, let's jump into the story then. I, you know, I, I, uh, I'm really excited to dig into the, into the full story. Again, people know you now as his Watson, the you know, outspoken guy for Furia. Um, it it's, seems like forever ago, but it was less than a year ago, no, about a year ago, a year and a couple months ago that you were his Watson, the ranked grinder that didn't want to play comp because you had some opinions on comp. And then, you know, just yeah. weeks or months before that, that, you know, the Keon story, but people don't know that I didn't know the Keon story until Keon told me we were hanging out in London, I think, and you weren't there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that as well. I was not. Salt the wound. Was that, did that sting a little bit? Oh, that's, I tried to make it sting. <laughs> no, I'm over it. It was, wild, it was wild for a little while, but I'm over it. <laughs> now we'll get to that. We joked about that before we went live. We'll get to that. So let's start from the very beginning, man. Um, it's a really amazing story. I want to spoil it. And actually, when we were talking before, we kind of laid out an outline, and I always try to prep for these things. Um, but I want to start before the outline, right? Before the trailer and, the, and your grandmother and Keon. I want to get to know his Watson as a person. Um, I know you were in college. You dropped out of college to pursue this. But before then, yeah. talk to me about your upbringing as a kid. You know, your your um, you play games growing up? Were your parents supportive of you playing games growing up? Did you have access to technology? Kind of what are some crucible moments in your childhood that made you who you are? Talk to me about a few of those. Um, so I guess in my childhood, what made me what I am was that when I was like five or six years old or something, my brother had an Xbox. I mean, and I just, well, I mean, lived in the pretty much the middle of nowhere. So going out, there wasn't really much to do anywhere else. So pretty much all the thing I could do for fun was just play the Xbox. And so as I kind of got older, uh, I just kept doing, I didn't really change. Like, um, didn't really, I mean, I'm just typical, like nerdy, sweaty gamer. I just play games and never went outside and did that pretty much my whole childhood. And I mean, when you do something for eight hours a day, your whole life, it's pretty hard not to be good at it. So at some point, you know, I just was able to turn it into something, you know, worth something, I guess. Um, but um, whoops, my color. um yeah i mean that's pretty much it i mean there's not really much about my childhood i didn't really do a whole lot i just sit in my room and play games like a sweaty nerd and then one day when i was like 19 or 20 i got really good that was about it <laughs> pretty straightforward yeah yeah interesting um 
your parents together, not separated. If you know what I'm asking you a little personal here, anything like personal that kind of affected you and, and made you the hard worker you are, or gave you the intelligence you are, you know, anything, anything there, am I stretching? If I'm stretching, um, any crucible moments that made you the person that you are today? Like anything like that? Um, I think maybe something I thought about was that like, when I was a kid, I didn't have any internet. So when I had like games, stuff, I couldn't just play like COD and play the same, you know, do what I do now, just play the same, like, kind of like, you know, end a like, game over and over. So like, I would have like five games and all I could do was play the campaign. So all I would do was be like seven years old and I'd put them on harsh difficulty and try to beat them like as fast as possible. And so I guess maybe that like, uh, and that was pretty much all I did for like, I was like 15 or something, just played the games offline. So like, all I could really do was try to maximize or like minimize, like try to be as good as possible. And that was all I really had to do. There wasn't like, um, the open-endedness, I guess it was kind of like, you know, I guess maybe like that kind of mindset is what helps me be like who I am today for, in terms of gaming, because I wish I'm really like huge about that of like minimizing, like, you know, playing really efficiently. And that's kind of like all I could really do back then was just play the games more efficiently because there wasn't anything new to do, I guess. So maybe in that sense, but no, nothing really crazy. I mean, I that's kind of crazy. Uh, you listen, that's what I was looking for. You know, like, I, I think um, it's interesting with you. I don't think you realize how interesting you are. I think you think you're just like everyone else thinks like you. Uh, it's an interesting <laughs> story and, and you really are an interesting person. Um, that's what, that's really interesting. You are a pro gamer. Most pro gamers have been playing online games. How old are you right now? 21. You're 21. Okay, you're very young. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize you're that young. Jeez, that's even more impressive. Most 21-year-old pro gamers right now have been playing competitive multiplayer online games since they were seven online. You know, the fact that it, it, you're almost like the story of um, Michael Ower, right? Uh, the Blind Side. Do you know that movie? <laughs> I love That's my favorite movie. What? I, no I way. Yesterday. I was Is it really? yesterday. That's my favorite movie, yeah. What are the odds? I just, I, I literally, I always get so sad when I talk to pros who are 21 years old because they live under a rock and they just play video games all the time. So they don't know pop culture references like The Blind Side and Michael <laughs> Ower. The fact that you knew that immediately and it's your favorite movie, amazing. Okay, you're just like him. Right. I mean, in a way, it's a similar story. He, yeah, he, he was 15 awesome. years old, got discovered and discovered. Well, I mean, he always liked thing. You know, he never played football, but he liked sports growing up, whatever. And then all of a sudden got discovered and then all of a sudden started playing football in high school for the first time. And it's hard, you know, because these kids grew up playing pee peewee football their entire lives and then was better than everyone. I mean, that's similar to you. You didn't have the Internet until you were what? How, how old are you when you had Internet, like full service well, Internet in your home? I had Internet, but it was like I couldn't play a game like i didn't even bother trying to play online games until i think well that's why i played at my grandma's house when i was like 18 but i think it, when i actually had my own internet i was probably 19 that i could play games on it's insane so you had internet it was like was it like dial up it just wasn't good enough to play online games you get kicked out of games no it was like 700 ping like just terrible i couldn't play why is that did you live in another continent yeah <laughs> yeah arkansas pretty much. <laughs> i just live in the middle of nowhere so like there's not really uh, too much demand for companies yeah. to put better internet out there. So I just had satellite pretty much. No one's, no one's laying fiber. AT&T and Verizon aren't laying fiber in the middle of no, Arkansas. They're not, they're not rushing to do that right now. <laughs> Ain't much of a business op. Um, no. so that, and that's also interesting. Okay. Now I'm glad I'm digging in a little bit. And again, people are always like fallout stretching, fallout stretching so much. And I don't stretch because I'm, Listen, people, people misunderstand me and think that I'm like trying to find breaking news to leak. I, I tweeted this the other day. I don't know if you saw it. I could care less about breaking news in Apex. Like 
I'm not trying to do this for a living. I'm not a full-time content creator. I have a full-time job. I just really love digging into stories like this. And it takes seven or five or six or seven questions to sometimes peel that onion back. And that's the story, right? That's really interesting. Like you don't even realize it to you. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's what I, um, just my life. You're from yeah. the middle of nowhere in Arkansas, dude. Like, and again, that's no disrespect to anyone from the middle or, or you, but the reality is you didn't have access to the same things. You, I'm guessing you, you tell me if I'm wrong. You had an Xbox and that changed your life. It sounds like that was a crucible moment. I'm glad you mentioned that. But um, it's not like you went to school and all you and all like the common story for kids these days, all their kids and friends are playing Fortnite together and then they finish school and they go home and they all play Fortnite or, or call of duty. And then they form a clan and they start playing in that clan. And that's how they kind of, you didn't really have any of that. I guess talking about the culture of which, where you grew up in Arkansas, what was your school? Like what was high school? Like what was middle school? Like was um, what was the experience like in Arkansas? So my experience in Arkansas was um, I was kind of just like a black sheep, like, I lived in like a super small town. And so it was like after school, everyone just got in their trucks and went to the parking lot and I hung out, I guess. And I just went home and played games and was a nerd and had no friends. And I guess it worked out in the end, I guess. But I mean, that was my whole school life pretty much. I just went home and played games and chilled with myself pretty much. Yeah. And it did work out because those people are probably still hanging out in the parking lot drinking <laughs> the light, you know? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. You probably, you probably no, see them when you drive by at Walmart you know, wherever they're, whatever parking lot, yeah. they're, they're parking lot of choices. And again, no disrespect to any of those people by any means, everyone chooses, but you, you really made something of yourself in a big way that, um, safe to say, you don't really, I've never met another, I've never met a pro gamer. I've done every esport you could imagine. I've never met a pro from Arkansas. So like safe to say there are not many people that have become Twitch streamers and influencers and pro players, uh, from where that, you know, um, of, or I sound cut out. Oh, I'm back. I think. You're talking about, okay. He's back. I'm back. I'm back. Nice. That's good. Someone said I was echoing. I don't know if it's caused by you or if you have like your, your, um, go XLR, oh, not chat right. mic, but your game stream mic selected. Make sure. It oh doesn't. yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my mic was probably too close to my headset. Okay. Nice. That's probably what it was. Cool. Hopefully that fixes the echo. Apologies y'all for the echo there. Um, but yes, all that to say, I think you maybe heard me. Uh, not many people. I've never heard of another pro from Arkansas, like I mentioned. And, and, and you do hear of stories like what Scotty Pippen was from Arkansas and other, other folks that kind of make it with athletics or this or that. But because of video games, you now have, you have been given an opportunity to, to kind of turn into the global superstar that you are. That's a pretty cool story, isn't it? In my eyes, it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm very grateful that I can just stare at a screen all day and provide value to society, I guess. I'm very grateful <laughs> that that's what I get to do, you know? So. Yep. Yeah, I just think it's really cool, the democratization of, um, of a lot of things but the ability for anybody from anywhere, including the middle of nowhere, Arkansas to, 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 to grow. I think that's an awesome story. So thank you for explaining that. I won't, I won't dig too much deeper there. I won't stretch or reach as people like think <laughs> I do. Um, but that's a really cool kind of start. So you have, uh, you also mentioned older brother talking talk about your siblings, um, your parents, is, is there anything there? Your, your older brother had an Xbox and that's what got you playing offline games and got you like to fall in love with, with video games. Was he an inspiration? Is he still an inspiration? What's he doing now? Um, uh, I'm not sure he's doing, he kind of just like, he moved uh, a couple of times away from my parents and I, I talked to him every once in a while. He hangs out in my chat sometimes. He's pretty cool. Um, okay. But I don't, I don't keep up with my family as much as I probably should, but um, they're just kind of doing their own thing. But my dad is super awesome. I love my dad. I look just like him. I try to be like him in a lot of ways. I think he's just super awesome. Uh, my grandparents are cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. they, ordinary, just normal parents, I guess. No, that's that's cool. Are, are they awesome. proud of you? Are they all proud of you? Like insanely proud of you, or just like yeah, they don't really yeah. know what you do. 
Yeah, well, to them, I kind of just sat in my room and didn't do anything. And so for them to see me be like super successful when maybe they thought, you know, nothing was going to happen there, it's cool for them, I guess. That's awesome. Is it one of those situations where you're now like, and again, don't go into any specifics. And by the way, y'all, the only reason I'm getting asking really personal questions is Watson said, literally anything goes like you can full blown yeah, go ahead. And that's still okay. the case, right? You're okay. Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. Don't go to specifics, but you're now probably making more money than them, right? Like that, that is <laughs> happening and you're 21 years old. Is that accurate? Yeah. Crazy, man. That's awesome. Yeah. And very grateful. Yeah. And I'm sure they're grateful. I'm sure they, 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 they love to see it. They're so happy for you. That's an awesome story, man. See, that, that, that is also really, really cool. And, and the fact that, uh, were they always, were they ever hard on you? The fact that you were just sitting inside playing games all day? They, they supported you. They let you do it because they knew you liked no, it. No, my dad, just as long as I was happy and had good grades in school, I mean, he didn't really care. Um, that was pretty much it. And I'm very, yeah. I'm very grateful that he had that mentality because through me just doing what I love to do, like I turned it into like a job, you know, instead of just like what I was going to do, which was just go like work with him and like, factory he works at and just play games on the side so yeah i mean i'm happy that's really all he cares about and i'm very very grateful he was uh that's how he raised me i guess wow i almost get emotional man my heart is my heart is touched that's that's really cool it's <laughs> a really cool story seriously appreciate you sharing that um but you did good in school it sounds like you, you had good grades in high school you were pretty for the academic. most part for the most part yeah Which I it's not, yeah but it's not too hard to be you know have A's and B's in Arkansas. This, the standard is a lot lower for sure. It's a lot lower. Well, I, I feel I felt bad for roasting Arkansas. I wasn't trying to disrespect anyone from Arkansas or from rural areas. You know, my my dad's from like a village in Crete in Greece, uh, immigrant family and story. But the fact that you have now basically roasted Arkansas three times, I think, opens the door up for me to also roast Arkansas, <laughs> um, which is good. A little bit, no, it's a little better. Yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. So you, you were good in school. It wasn't hard to be good because the bar was low. You're saying. Uh, but you were good in school and then you went to college. So, let's, so now we're going to jump into the, kind of the, the origin story of his Watson as a pro. Um, that's his Watson as a child. What was your first gamer tag, by the way? Uh, time of death. That was my first gamer tag. I was six years old. My little, my older brother put it in <laughs> for me. For his six year old little brother, a time of death. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I got an, I got an eight year old <laughs> nephew. He'd be having nightmares if I made his gamer tag a time of death, literally. Yeah, I, wow. I wanted something else, but that whatever name I picked, he thought wasn't cool enough. So he picked it cool. What he thought was cool for me. <laughs> See, he's like, oh, so we got to make this a lot more grim and, and scary. We're going to call you a time of yeah. death. We got to make it, it cool. look cooler than what I was going to pick, which was like just some little kid stuff, probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. A time of death. He sounded like my, my friend prisoned death. Uh, he was a pro <laughs> gears player. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so time of death that explains so much, by the way, of just your look, your vibe, you know, you're just, I just, I, you bleed a time of death vibes, you know, is that that's disrespectful? Not that's not what I'm going for too much, but you know, uh, your perspective, I guess. See what you see, I guess. <laughs> I'm just kidding. By the way, I'm just kidding. I see no, you. Okay. If you were my age, man, if you were 30 years old, you would have totally been like an emo kid with that wore eyeliner in high school. You don't understand that. And you, that you're like, what the hell is he talking about? But anyone over the age of 30 remembers like seeing an emo kids. It was really popular and not popular. It was like, um, it became what hipsters are, became. Now hipsters are kind of a dying breed. It was like goth turned to emo and, and scene, turned to hipster. And now it's kind of a dying breed, but you totally would have been an emo scene kid. I just want you to know that. <laughs> Do you know what no, that means? I, um, no, but in school, definitely not the wearing the black, but I definitely wore like the rainbow clothes. I was definitely a big fan of that. I'm so that's the opposite of black. So pretty much the opposite. Yeah. What's rainbow clothes? That That's a thing that Gen Z kids do now? Yeah, I had a hoodie with like a llama on it and it was just like rainbow. And I love that. Fortnite? No, it was 
It's so a hoodie with a llama. Yeah. Okay, so you dropped the a time of death vibe really fast. I mean, oh, I'm wrong pretty, about that. Yeah, pretty quickly. I realized that pretty was cool. not very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I, hold that. I think I might have been 13 when I swapped out for that one. Now, honestly, I think I completely swung and missed with the emo scene kid thing because a rainbow llama is completely a different vibe. Um, wow, that's interesting. Uh, okay, let's move on from high school, Watson. Um, he's a weeb, says Chrono in the chat. <laughs> um, let's move on from that. How'd you get the gamer tag, his Watson? So, me and my friend Mikey, I used to play with him when I played in my grandma's house, which, funnily enough, I lived like just a few minutes away from him now, just by complete chance. He lives just like right down the road. In Arkansas uh, still? No, in Florida. I'm in Florida now. And he just lives completely by chance. He lives right down the road. And we, basically, we used to play all the time, and I would play Watson. He played um, Gibraltar. And so, we wanted to have matching names, just like some random stuff, just you know, cause we were duo queuing and we wanted to make, I thought I had the idea of making fun of e-couples that do like, you know, her, his kitten or something like that and her whatever. <laughs> and so we went with his Watson and her Gibraltar. And then the next split, I was number 25 pred and everybody knew me as his Watson. So I just kept it pretty much. Wait, something doesn't add up changed. there. You went from his Watson, her Gibraltar, playing with your buddy, Mike, to 20, top 25 pred like that. You just got really good at the game quick, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of happened that quick, I guess. My first split, I was D3. And I was like, dude, next split, if I get Masters, so I'm going to be so happy to have the best player in the game. And then I hit Masters quickly. I don't know. It kind of just happened all at once. I just hit Masters and I was like, well, shoot, like, I'm going to try to hit pred. And then... It just kind of happened. I don't know. It happened as quickly as I told the story, pretty much. I don't really know what happened there either. I didn't really expect <laughs> to even be good. As quickly really as you told. Yeah. I'm not, I didn't really I'm expect to be good at Apex. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, say again. I didn't really expect to be good at Apex. It just kind of happened. I thought, you know, because pretty much my whole life, I was just kind of like, you know, diamond, plat, and games. And then something happened for, with Apex. Really yeah, you played offline Xbox Call of Duty against zombies, you said, or something. Was that it? Was that it? Um. Yeah, I would play like the campaigns pretty much. That's pretty much all I had to play. Yeah, I wouldn't have expected you to go pro in Apex either, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> I did not. Um, and that's the thing. How, listen, you're humble and you keep saying things just happen to you and then things happen and, you know, whatever, you're just a normal guy. You're not. Um, and I'm get me, hopefully I get you to realize this by the end of this conversation. I think you are, I don't <laughs> think you're, you're just being humble and like deep down, you know, you're a badass. I think you genuinely don't realize that you're a badass. So all that to say, um, it did just happen. Was it natural skill? Did you grind? Did you skip school? I mean, there was a journey here for like day I mean, one, day two, day three, you had to get better and better and better. What was the I mean, journey? I don't know. I mean, like I said, like my whole life, all I went, went home and did was play games for, until I went to bed. So I feel like it's pretty hard not to be super good if that's all you do. Like I'd go to school, think about games, go play mm -hmm. games, go to bed, thinking about games, ride to school, thinking about games I was going to play when I got home. Um, you know, just trying to be like as good as possible at those games, just for my own pure enjoyment, like not, you know, because there was no showing off at all. It was just like, you know, how good can I get at this game? And like, that was the mentality I had every single day was like, I'm gonna go home, beat this fucking game. Like I'm gonna hard difficulty. I'm gonna do something crazy. Like I'm gonna try to be as fast as possible. I mean, that was all I had to do. So I feel like if people had like the, you know, did what I did every day for, you know, as long as I did it, I don't feel like it wouldn't matter if you were talented or not. I mean, it was, all I did, you know, uh, it's yeah. kind of hard not to, if you have like, you know, just like the mentality that I had and like the time I put into playing like min maxing games. I mean, mm. 
it's not same, surprising that I'm good again same same thing. You just think you're you're min maxing games. It's hard to go, not go pro when you play games all the time. I'll tell you right now, brother. There's a lot of people that play games a lot and don't do what you do. Um, there's a lot. So what I'm synthesizing from that is your mentality. Your mentality said, "I want to find a way to beat back beat the game faster or to do this faster." As a kid, and you always had like a n a plus one. How could I do it better? Yeah, better I mean, since better. I was five years old. Yeah, since you're five years old. Okay, that's it. That's your ethos right there. Like that's your core differentiator um in case you didn't know <laughs> yeah i mean that's what i tell people i'm like if it's if it's all you think about every single day like your body will get better at it it yep. it's impossible like i mean that's what if you go running every single day you'll get better at it like if but like brains are like or brains games are like a brain game so like if you just tell your brain like all i want to do you know like i just this is what i'm doing every single day i'm gonna go to bed think about it wake up think about it do it like it's just not it's impossible I feel like if you're really committed, like it's more a mentality thing than anything. I think. I love that you cracked the code, and that's everything in life. By the way, it's not just games. Like lifting and getting stronger, they say all the time. It's basically just training your brain and tricking your brain, and then your body and your muscles to be able to 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 lift more weights, and that's how you get stronger. And same thing with pretty much everything else in life. So you just hit the nail on the head in terms of being great in anything. And I love that we, you know, we, uh, you explain that. I appreciate you explaining that to people that maybe don't, don't understand that. You know, if you become, it's passion at the end of the day. It's loving something so damn much that it, it becomes your your life, core it's, soul, your essence, yes, your it's life. Your soul, yeah. It's your soul. You're connected. Would you say your soul is connected to Apex Legends? <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably still, it's probably still is. It was at one point. Still is. Do you still it's have that same soul most, passion? Maybe not the passion, but it's definitely my most played game. I've definitely spent. Well, more that doesn't time mean your soul is connected. That's the two different things. We most played game. Of course, it's your most played game. I mean, I go to bed thinking about it still. So, probably. okay, so yes, I would say so. Okay, maybe not the passion, but your soul is still connected to it. That's a deep yeah. take. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay, so continuing to it. So basically, if I'm reading between the lines here, Apex came out. You, how did you find Apex? Did you play day one? What season did you start? And what was the story like at first? Did you, you mentioned something you know, to me before the show. You had to go to your grandmother's to play at first. Why is that? How did, like, what was the very beginning of your Apex origin story? So I was playing League of Legends, which dark part of my life. I want to forget that as much as possible. <laughs> I'm the worst version of myself when I play League of Legends. But I was playing League on my gaming laptop. Um, I guess I'll tell this private story. So basically the only reason that my, I even had a gaming laptop was because my dad, like I've asked and asked and asked for a million times for like a PC and my dad couldn't afford one. So he took money out of his retirement to buy me a PC and I got a gaming laptop and I played on that for like a year or two. So dad's a legend. And, um, he, I played league and then I was with my buddy and he was like, dude, shroud is streaming this game called apex. And I was like, Okay, cool. I'm playing League. <laughs> I don't care. And he was like, no, play. So um, download League or Apex first couple of days. I was horrible. Never played a shooter before. Worst player in the game. Um, I remember dying to Nicewig like my first couple of days uh, back when he was like, you know, 10 tier streamer. But he doesn't remember that. But um, And then my computer blew up. Didn't work. So uh, it like overheated and blew up. So probably a year later, I got an actual PC and I was just, had nothing to play and i was like what games like what did i like playing when i had a pc and i was like apex and then that started just like the eight hour a day apex addiction and then it kind of just never stopped at that point um just loved it so much it's just a game that i feel like 
there's a lot of skill expression and you can always get better at something, you know, even if it's something is like armor stopping faster or, you know, looting faster. I mean, there's, there's so many things to improve at apex. Like it's so like, so easy to see skill, you know, like in league, for example, someone clicks around a minion wave and you're just like, I don't understand. Like why this guy's good, but like you watch someone play apex and like, wow, this guy's good, you know? So it was like really satisfying in that aspect. Um, but yeah, that's how I, that's how I got into it pretty much. Just my buddy told me Shroud was playing it. So I tried it. Heard Gibraltar, Mike? Mikey. Yeah. Heard Gibraltar. Yeah. Big Mikey. Big Mikey. Is he still around? What's he doing nowadays? In Apex? Um, no, not really. He's just grinding IRL stuff at the moment. Okay. Good Doesn't for really him. play games much. Yep. Yep. Good for him. You still keep in touch? You guys are still buddies? Yeah. Talk <laughs> awesome. Sometimes. Um, I want to go back to that story, man. I, uh, I got emotional. I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you for getting personal. Um, what an amazing dad, what an amazing story to take from his re own retirement savings to make his son happy, hard earned money, working in a factory, buy you a game to play video, to buy you a PC to play video games. And it's <laughs> as selfless. Yeah. As, I mean, yeah, you laugh cause it sounds, it does sound funny cause it's just as selfless as it gets. Right. Yeah. He's a very selfless man. Oh yeah. He's awesome. <laughs> I love my dad so much. Wow. It's amazing. Well, and then the year later you got a, you got a PC though. So like same thing, you know, when you got that PC, it was a custom built desktop PC this time. Um, you know, uh, same thing you had to kind of take from a savings or was the situation a little bit better then? Or, you know? um, I don't remember. I think maybe I okay. bought it. You bought it. You kind of, did you have a job or something? Um, yeah, I think I, I think I maybe bought half of it or something. Okay. Yeah. I don't really remember how I got my actual PC PC. Got it. And why not? Why not Xbox? Why not just play on console? Why? Why do you want a PC? Because you're a mouse and keyboard player at the time. Um, no, I, did, I actually played controller. Apex only got AirPlay M and K on. I thought I didn't know that controller was good in Apex. So when I started playing, I was like, "Oh, it's a PC shooter. You have to play on on M and K." And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> boy, was that not true. Um, <laughs> so I, first year of Apex, I just sucked bad and learned how to play M and K. Um, wow. So really, uh, yeah, so all the Xbox stuff growing up, I was like, oh, cool. Him playing Call of Duty helped give him a foundation of gaming offline. That did nothing for you because you played mouse and keyboard. So you really started from ground zero in Apex Legends. Mechanics-wise, yeah. Mechanics I mean, I played wise. Minecraft. That was probably my only mechanical training for Apex, mm. was, which not very good. Not very good. That, yeah, was, one, that was the only the thing blocks I that You have to jump on a block and then... Yeah, it doesn't translate well. That was the only thing I played M&K for, so... Like I knew where the buttons were, but that was about it when it came to like shooting someone. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, it's an amazing story, man. Yeah. So basically you started from scratch. I mean, that's just inspirational, man. That's why I wanted to bring you on as my first guest. Um, yeah. I mean, Hal's a good story. Good dude. There's a lot of good snipe downs, a lot of good people out there, but um, I think your story is the most inspirational story of anyone's at Apex Legends. I don't think there's a more inspirational story. You started from ground zero. You, uh, and we're not done yet. Let's keep going. Um, I really appreciate you sharing this, man. Um, so then you started grinding out. Okay, so a year after Apex came out, you got you didn't play for a whole year. A year after Apex came out, we're talking early 2020, COVID. You know, COVID hits, you're inside all the time, I'm guessing, grinding the game nonstop. And uh, that's when you kind of, you got to the diamond level, et cetera, et cetera. Um, then you told the story of the, from diamond three to all of a sudden you got top 25 predator and kind of happened really fast. That was what, like season seven-ish, season eight? Four. Season four, four, it was four, four or five, okay. Oh, season four. Yeah. So it's fairly, fairly early on. So you were grinding ranked fairly early on, not day one, but fairly early on. Um, but then I've heard some all types of crazy stories. I heard about the Keon story and whatever. So what happened from there? Um, I know, I know you lost internet at one point. You couldn't play. I know you had to go to your grandparents' house. What's the story from there? So the, the Keon story. So 
basically when I was grinding Pred for a couple seasons, I was kind of just like playing, like not really streaming because why well, internet didn't work. Couldn't stream. I could only play pretty much. Because um, oh, your internet was so bad, you could only play. Yeah, okay. only could play. Um, I would told the grandma's house story already. I think. I don't think you did. No, no, you told me that before we went live. Okay, so basically, when I was playing Apex, I uh, didn't have internet in my parents' house to play games on, but my grandma did for some reason. So I would beg my dad every day to let me stay with my grandparents so that I could play Apex and just no life, no productivity, nothing. I would just no life Apex, um, begging my dad every day to stay there a week or like two weeks at a time or whatever. And then it would get late. I have to be quiet. So my, one of my grandma up. Um, and then you physically lug and carry your desktop PC to your grandma's every night. You left it there. I would move it a lot. I would move it a lot of times. So I would carry my whole PC monitors, everything to my grandparents' house. Um, and I'd move it back every so often, like every week or maybe I'd go take it back for the day, like, or whatever. Yeah. Took it there to play. And then, um, I think what happened next was maybe after like six months to nine months of me just playing in my grandma's house, my dad got internet and I could barely stream. I could stream like in the middle of the night and it might go out at 5 a.m. and not come back on. It was like, just horrible. But Keon, I met Keon around like season five or six and he wanted to do number one Pred. So I was like, awesome. You know, I'll try to, I'll try to stream number one Pred. So we were number one and two. And then I had like 150 viewers at the time, um, just being number two with Keon. And then the internet stopped working. It just didn't work. Company sucks. Took like three weeks for me to get somebody out there. It was horrible. And I was like, dude, like I'm 19. I think I was 19. Maybe, I think I was 19. I don't really remember. Something like that. And I was like, dude, like I'm living with my parents. I don't want to be a burden to my parents at some point. I got to move out, do something like, you know, like, I don't know. Internet sucks. I was, you know, I'm just gonna have to go get a job or something. I don't know. Gotta do something. I don't want to live with my parents. I don't want to be a burden to them. And then he called me and he was like, dude, Watson, if I, if you, if I let you live with me, this is just completely random. He's like, if you let me live with me, like if you, or if I let you live with me, will you grind for number one and two and just stream and, you know, grow our careers. And I was like, I guess <laughs> I was like, but I'm not getting on a plane because I was scared of planes. So I was like, if you're going to, if you're going to come over there, you have to come pick me up. Like you need to drive from Utah, Arkansas, 20 hours, come pick me up and drive me back. And if you do that, yes, I will, I will play with you and grind Apex. And so he did. Him and his buddy drove 22 hours to Arkansas, packed me up in my PC and we drove back in the back of his car and I had no leg room and couldn't move. My PC and everything was just filling up his car. And I stayed with him for like four weeks or four weeks, four months. And we were number one and two pred at one point, just grinding. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was pretty much it. And after four months I had enough money and like my streaming was working. So I went and moved into, uh, my trailer in Arkansas cause it had good internet. That's the only place I could find with good internet. So I moved into a trailer and, uh, and then the furious stuff happened a little bit later. Yeah, we yeah, wow. We'll get into the furious stuff, but oh my god, I'm actually jaw dropped that entire story. So it's not like it was Utah to Arizona, you know, you know, 10, 12 hours. We're talking Arkansas across the country. 
This man knew you online, never met you in person. You were a relative <laughs> stranger to him. Yeah. Played online with you for what, a couple months, maybe six, five, or three, four months. That's it? Maybe six max, I would think. Six months max. Were you guys like best friends playing every day? Like you trust each other, you talked about life and personal we, things, type of thing? No. I don't think personal stuff, but we did play. We yeah, played awesome. most days, yeah. Wow. I don't remember. Really how'd you meet how'd you meet him originally? Um he was one of Blur Blur's friends. Um, I don't know who Blur is. Sorry, Blur, Blur flavors. Still don't know who that so is. One of, my, one of my buddies. Anyways, oh, got um, okay. cool. Uh, we needed we needed a third to play with because our third lived in Finland and he was going to school because I played with Blur and and Hims. He well, he was going to school, so now we don't have a third because I I play with the same two people every single day. Um, back then, and we're like, okay, well, whatever. And then one of Blur's friends recommends. Keon just swapped a PC. So we we're like, okay. He was like level 80. I was like, okay, sure, let's play. And he ended up, I ended up playing with him for two years. Um, so yeah, it was just kind of just random. Like, hey, I know this guy. I was like, okay, let's try to play with him. And it was friend of a friend, acquaintance. He introduced you to him. And then you guys started playing together, became friends, started. Yeah. Wow. That's an insane story. Literally drove 22 hours with your knees crammed in the back of the car because PC was there. His buddy was in the car. So he didn't have to drive alone and didn't fall asleep to come pick you up. And he literally picked you up. You guys were signed to a team. You guys weren't pro players. You guys weren't on a salary. You weren't doing it for a living. Nope. Literally all because nope. of your passion for Apex Legends and the opportunity to make something. Yeah, we led, he lived with his parents. So I lived with his parents too. I lived in the guest room for four months. I think it was four months. His parents were support. You lived in the living room with oh, his parents. Yeah. Like his par- no, no, his parents were totally fine with it. I don't know. Never said anything. Never gave me any problems. They were just like, I ate Thanksgiving dinner with them. Uh, first day I got there, they were having Thanksgiving dinner. So I just joined them and then, um, yeah, they were totally fine. They were to- never saying anything bad. They were totally fine with it. They didn't care. Ate their food or, you know, whatever. They didn't care. Totally supportive of it. It was awesome. They're awesome people. This really is, I didn't realize what I said with regards to something else. This is the Michael Orr blindside story. You are the Michael Orr blindside story. <laughs> you know, it's not like you were some kid in the street that got adopted. Obviously it's not the same thing. But a, a lovely family took you in, didn't hesitate or question it, brought you to Thanksgiving dinner, and all of a sudden you show up and you're eating Thanksgiving dinner the night you got there with his family without yep. knowing him or them. No questions asked. Nope. Period. No one said anything. I met his grandma. His grandma was awesome. Um, she was super – They had, it was like I was one of the family, all right, like off the rip. I don't know. I mean, it was awesome. Totally just – you know, it was like another family. It was great. Just complete random stranger online. I mean, I don't really think, I never really thought about it that way, but yeah, it's pretty crazy, I guess. Yeah, that's crazy. I can confirm that is crazy. That does not happen <laughs> every day. That's an insane story, man. And and um, wow. And now you're and now he is Sentinels Keon, and you are Furia his Watson. How's it yeah. make you feel? <laughs> and we come a long way, but it's not like we didn't uh, put in the work, you know. Like oh, he's all in. So- he's let's do it. Like. Like, and he said, like, it was like a hundred percent thing. He was like, Watson, come live with me. Me and you, like, we will kill it. Like we will play every day. We will grind ranked. Like we will both, you know, make it like, just trust me, dude. Like just come live with me. I was like, fuck it. Insane. Like I'll come do it. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Wow. Actually an insane story. Um, gosh. Crazy. So that happened four months. You live with them, and then we have to what happens from there. You move back. You had enough money. You said it. You had enough money. Uh, 
to move back. And I'm sorry, my internet's acting a little bit weird. So I tried connecting to Wi-Fi and hopefully it's a little better. Apologies if I'm lagging for any of y'all. But you had enough money to basically get your own place. You obviously felt, I'm sure they were welcoming. I'm sure they didn't kick you out. Uh, but you felt like no. you were imposing after four months, I should probably move out. I can't just do this forever. They were paying for your food and everything too? Or No, I was just like one of the family. I just never, never paid for anything. I ate their food, oh used their toilet, played user internet. <laughs> it was pretty much my PC. Yeah. That was about it. It was my stuff. But um, yeah, so after like four months, I was like, all right, I got enough money. You know, I don't yep. want to, you know. Keep living here forever. Live with yep. me forever. Like, just, you know, gotta move on. So, and then we also, living, someone told me this. They were like, dude, living with, making your best friends, like your roommates, like you will hate them after a while. It's true. Like, I was like, Keon, I gotta get out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love you to death, but like, no, I don't want to live with you anymore. Yeah, it's um, time. It's time. Exactly. It's time to go. Yep. But, don't move in with your best friends or roommates. You'll see that side of now. I'm just kidding. But yeah, that's awesome. Two things I've seen in chat here. Yolo, um, Yolo Yo said, bro, I have the, literally the same story. And when you're talking about picking up a PC and going to your grandmother's, that's why I want to do these podcasts, right? Like there's so many people that have gone through similar stories to you. Yolo Yo Shimmy said this and can now relate to you because of whatever X, Y, and Z. And we can tell those stories and connect to you. So thank you for being willing to be personal too. Master Clutch said the same, said something that's actually great. He said, such a big business move by Keon, honestly. And that's right. I mean, like, <laughs> there was part of you and Keon, and Keon, which is just Clutch. It's a hard worker, worker. I think. so much respect for this. That said, out in Rogue and all these other streamers are the num- number ones and twos of Pred, right? It was those guys at the time, I'm sure. Um, yeah. We can be the number one and two, which will then allow us to be the next dropped. And, and that was kind of the mentality is like, let's just do this thing. Let's, let's oh, yeah. It, it was uh, a business move, was- everything. Yeah, that's what I put in my partner application for Twitch. I was like, dude, Twitch, I'm going to be the next rogue. Like, I'm going to play ranked every single day. Not going to care. Like, I'm going to do it. That's really what I told them. I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be just like them. Like, I'm you wrote that in your day. Twitch application? Yeah, that's what I told them. I was like, dude, I'm going to be just like rogue. Like, trust me. Like, that's what I'm going to do. And I guess it worked out. But yeah. And you are, yeah, bi- exactly. Now you as are a more business than- move, Yeah, I mean, Keon, definitely good decision. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I don't know if I would have. Would have done that in his shoes but i mean i guess that was it worked i mean it, it sounds crazy but it worked out i mean we killed it you know so yeah absolutely did. that's crazy man cool um amazing story appreciate you sharing that so okay then let's start into you know this is like the chapter four esports arc uh you were a grinder i remember at the time literally hearing from you and hearing rumors that you were like not interested in playing competitive you just wanted to be a rank grinder was that just because deep down you were self-conscious and you're like, I don't know if I can do it. And you just wanted to say, I don't want to do it or genuinely hundred percent looking back and to be vulnerable right now, that or genuinely just didn't care about playing competitive. Um, I don't remember exactly how I felt. I think I, back then I still have a lot of the things like the vision of comp that I do now, like opinions, like where, um, what's entertaining to me is like being mechanically good. Like that's what I care about is being the best me possible. And, some of the ways that you play LGS isn't necessarily like, you know, the best performers aren't necessarily the best players in my opinion, but obviously in my opinion, like mechanical skill is what is impressive, you know, and that's not really like the biggest deal for comp. So for me, it was like, well, you know, I know I'm the best player in the game, but like, like, I think I generally think I'm the best player in the game, but like, obviously like I'm only good mechanically. Like I'm probably just like an idiot, you know, like I will get rolled by people who are worse in the game than me, but they, you know, Outsmarted are you. better at, you know, well, it's two different games, you know, like ranked, you just run at people, you know, I'm better at a different yeah. game, you know, like yeah. ranked, like I just kill it. I just kill everyone, but comp, you have to like be a lot more smart. So 
uh, kind of both like of like, well, you know, I'm going to suck probably. Um, but so also there was a party that like that, that was a little scared thinking you're going to suck and didn't want to like, you know, jump into that foray feet for head first. Yeah. Well, it was a part of that. The main reason, because I was playing LGS a little bit before, but I quit because I didn't want to IGL a team. Um, because obviously when I, I wanted to be like, you know, like a Nathan or someone like that, who just like shoots their gun and kills people. That's yep. what, that's what is impressive to me. It's like just fun and impressive to me and like keeps me going. It's like mechanically being good. And so the IGL role, I didn't think I'd really fit into. Um, and when I joined Furia, they told me I wasn't going to be like, or, well, I, the reason I was a free agent for so long was because I didn't want to IGL. I would turn down like a bunch of people, but then Furia came along and they're like, okay, listen, Sea Lion, you can IGL the fights. You can run it. You can run at people. Sea Lion will tell you like where to go, you know, like Sea Lion will figure all that stuff that you don't want to do. Sea Lion will just put it in your brain. And then you just like do what you're good at. And I was like, okay, I guess. And, uh. So I grinded ranked in the trailer, eight or nine months, C-Line hit me up to, to IGL. And at first I was like, I don't know, dude, don't want IGL. It's not really what I'm looking for. Like I would join a team that had a good leader, but like, that's not me. But they convinced me to play and, um, what order do I tell a story? So they convinced me to play and, um, basically. I still didn't know like what to do because what we found out kind of quickly was that, um, playing zone was just like not working because I ended up having to IGL anyways. And like, you know, like when we get to end games, I just didn't know what to do. So I was like, okay, we, we would just die. So I was like, okay, dude, like. And Furio, by the way, people don't know this, like the actual story here, because they only know Furio with his Watson on it. Furio was the hardest zone team in the game with tech and crypto. And that's all they knew and all they did. So you joined that team. That's the team you joined. Yeah, so I joined the zone team and then I was like, and playing zone is not really working. Like we should literally, and like, I'm just not good at it. Like the reality is if we try to play like how they're going to play, like we play zone, we play super smart, we're going to get rolled because I suck at this. I'm not good. <laughs> so let's just run at people and play for kills. And um, it worked. We play this like where you literally said, let's play this like ranked. Yeah, I was like, dude, these people suck. Let's literally just run at them because if we get to end game, like we're going to lose. I'm not going to lead us a good. So let's just kill like two squads and die and see what happens. And that ended up working. And then because they, they pulled me in three days before LCQ, basically. So they were like, it was three days before LCQ for LAN, like LCQ for LAN. Like, okay, Watson played for our team. And I was like, it's like, okay, I guess. And um, I joined their voice chat with Pan and Zara. And I never talked to them before, three days before LCQ. And C-Line said something. I was like, okay, guys, um, I'm going to play Seer. And you're going to play Gibby. And you're going to play Valk. And I'm going to IGL. And they were like, okay. <laughs> and it was as smooth as that. And then um, we ended up getting first place in LCQ. And then um, went off to land. I mean, that. I don't know, maybe I explained that kind of bad, but it was pretty much no. as simple as that. Like, that was what happened. Well, you, you said there was a period where you tried playing zone. Was that like the first of the three days of scrim practice? Or yeah, you so we, before we, that? yeah, so we tried it and it just didn't work. Like, we got, well, it's not that it didn't work, but it was like, we got eighth, we got like an eighth place or something, or like a tenth. And I was like, dude, like, every time we get into endgame where we try to play zone, we just die. So, like, let's just kill people and see what happens. Um, 
and that's why I ended up going with Rousey Q and it worked. Wow. As I'm losing my, I'm losing it and I'm freaking out jaw drop because that's, again, I'm a big believer in stories. That's a, that's a crazy story. I'm trying to think of an analogy, right? Like Michael Jordan Jones joins the bulls as a rookie and immediately becomes the lead. That didn't even happen, right? The greatest basketball player of all time had to take a few years before he gained. You had zero experience competitively. You joined a struggling team. For the most part, yeah. That was in what? Didn't even you guys got re- about to get relegated? Yeah, they weren't even like a top twenty something team in pro league, right? Um, they were definitely down there on the bottom. I don't remember what they were, but I remember we got eighth place in our our first scrim, and C line was like ecstatic. Like eighth place was like a godsend. Like we got eighth place after that scrim, and I was like, man, we could have played a little better. And C line was like, dude, that was awesome. <laughs> that was amazing. C line was like amazing. This is found gold. Yeah. This uh, is why Seer? Why Seer at the time? Um, so basically this, that the origin of the seer pick was, I was playing ranked like two seasons before, maybe three seasons before LJS, like I joined and I was playing with Messiah, who was number two at the time. He was going for number one. And I was just like playing with him and like, I was kind of just trolling and being playing ranked, just being bored. I was like, I'm going to play seer. I had 70 kills on seer, 77. I was like, I'm going to play seer. And he was like, dude. Do not play Seer. If you lock in Seer, I'm getting off. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I played one game. And I was like, we, I played one game. I locked it in. He was like, if you pick that again, I'm getting off. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll swap. But that one game, I was like, dude, Messiah, like, you played Seer. Like, that was, like, good. Like, I think this is a, we should keep playing this. And he was like, no. So I didn't play it. And the next day, I played with Kine and, um, Kine and Enoch. We played Seer, Costa, Gibby on Olympus. And just ran at people all day. And like, it was working. Like, that cop's really bad, but like, we, it was so much fun. I was like, dude, Messiah, like, Seer is OP. Trust me, dude. Like, if you want to go for rank one, let's do it. I'm, but I'm playing Seer and I'm going to IGL. Like, this character is insane. So I had 100 kills on Seer, maybe. And then, um, me and Messiah, he got rank one, that split. And then the next couple splits, I did more number one grinds and got rank one. Um, just pretty much being the only person playing Seer. And um, yeah. And then I went to ALGS and I was like, well, guys, like, Seer's OP. I'm going to play it. And we played it and it worked. I mean, I don't know. It was just I randomly picked it one day and it was good. So I kept playing it. I mean, it was really that, it was really that simple. Like, it was just- That's the simplicity of that story. Yeah. It, was- it wasn't. It wasn't, um, you know, Sea Lion architecting the Furia Ape Zone and working with yeah. you in the lab to figure it out. And it was you saying, Messiah, I'm going to play this one day in ranked. And then you just, it just worked and you kept rolling with it. Yeah. I was just looking at the, the leader, like the character screen. I was like, I'm going to play Sir Game. You know, because I was kind of just character relating, like, I'm going to play Sir Game. That's it. And then I was like, That's the origin. Like that one game I played that day, I was like, dude, that ult's OP. <laughs> it, I was like, yeah. you just ult. And what are they supposed to do? <laughs> and so I played it for three seasons, I think, and then played LGS, and I was like, well, I mean, still Seer, you're totally old, and they can't do anything, so (laughs) let's try it. And we can see exactly where they are at all times. Yeah, I'm like, this is pretty OP. Listen, that makes me so mad. I'm actually mad. For Seer meta to be a thing that you freaking caused, you caused the <laughs> Seer meta, I want it to at least be a good origin story. That is the worst goddamn origin story I, mean, I have ever heard in my life. I mean, that was it. It was just like, I'm going to play Seer, I think. You know, I was just bored, and it was good. That was, that was about it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's the most that's boring it. story ever. Like, and now we're all miserable shooting diamonds yeah. through walls. I mean, it would have probably, probably happened eventually, but I just yeah, expedited, well, you expedited the you process, I'm just playing. 
Yeah, you accelerated it. That's crazy. And then how did Fuse come into play? Because you guys started running Fuse at Champs. And you guys, it was just, let's keep running at people. And Fuse is going to help us do that. Yeah, we played a little bit of Fuse. Nades. I don't, I don't think it's as good as Horizon. We, swapped, we ended up playing full Horizon later on. Yeah, yeah. Like basically, everybody was playing Gibby Caustic and hiding in corners. So I was <laughs> like, well, I'll Fuse Q at him <laughs> and see what happens. Yeah. It, it worked, I guess, at the time. It worked. He was definitely and a lot I'm, better back then than he is now. I think people could have played back then good. Yeah, it's true. And, and this is an ignorant question, so pardon me. Um, I just don't, literally don't remember. But when Seer first came out, everyone played Seer. Seer got nerfed pretty bad, right? And that's why everyone just thought Seer was bad? Is that they what it was? They nerfed every single ability, yeah. Every like, ability got nerfed. Every number of, everything about every ability got nerfed. Like, he got cooked. So people just assume because he got cooked, he must be bad. And everyone just stopped yeah, using well, him, But they the, just didn't think critically about his ult. Yes. I mean, he's pretty, like, people now are like, oh, it's low-scale character or whatever. Um, yeah. but you do have to, like, there is definitely a skill gap for Seer. Like you had to learn, you had to learn how to mentally constantly use his passive to check for heartbeats. Yes. To, and like, like timing the cues, like throwing them timing the later, cues. like trying to get lit. Like you want to aim for that point one second on the back. That's when you want to hit him, you know? So like, there is a lot of like precision. So like you play Seer. Mental you, clock precision. Yeah, you play Seer a couple of games, you mess up his abilities and you're like, okay, well, he's not very good. But I was, I feel like I was kind of the first pro player to kind of push past that and be like, okay, well. I'm going to actually learn how to use the abilities, you know, like, or like, you know, see past the kind of initial hurdle of like learning the character um, and just kind of took advantage of that, I guess. Yep. Yeah. Gosh, I, I thought he was bad too. I, I never played. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just playing because I was trolling the first time. Yep. So. Yeah, it's crazy. And like, again, the reason my jaw was dropped that story, people don't remember. I, I, I my jaw was dropped because I was there. I lived it. Some people maybe didn't live it. Actually, I'm curious. One of the chat, if you do, if you did not live it, you know, you just don't remember that story. You weren't involved or if you, you, you became a fan of Watson or you found out about Watson after that, or you just found out the ALGS recently. I'm curious if anyone did not live it, but I lived casting Furia and, um, you know, Tech and I have a, a, a very, I would say love hate relationship is inaccurate. But I was always a big fan of him, promoted the heck out of him. But then I was critical of him because that's my job to do that is yeah. when he's underperforming. My job is to obviously call that out. You have to be objective and tell both sides. And he didn't like that. Um, so when you did what you did, I obviously, you know, the only difference of the team, it was there Tricky Panders Tech, right? Almost the entire season. He, Hacula was in there at some point, but yeah, that was the roster. when Hacula I was there. Panders replaced Hacula because Panders was on Ghost Gaming with, with Metro and Six. Yes, and he got bought out, yeah. And he got bought out. Yes. But nonetheless, the only thing that changed was you. Um, so I think that's a very fair statement to say, um, you know, you came and changed the team and tech, you know, uh, was there when they weren't doing well, but all that to say you replaced tech completely changed their play style. And I, that's why I said, when I say I was there, I remember how bad Furia was. And I thought there was a laugh. They weren't a laughing stock necessarily. It's just, they always tried these corny things, crypto, this crypto, that, you know, tech, big brain. And I always tried to like, I tried to make a story out of it and I was hoping it would work so I could build his story as the MIT, you know, neuroscience, not neuroscience, rocket scientist guy. Cause it's a good story. And I actually like tech a lot. I think he's good for the scene. He's, you know, um, as crazy as he is. Um, but it didn't work and they were really bad. And then you came in three days. I didn't realize the story you came in. I remember you got picked up last minute and everyone was talking about the, the trailer park kid that guy. he lives in a trailer park. And I was like, no way. Like, who is, who is this guy? He's just a ranked grinder. Uh, but I, the story is old as time, like online warrior that no one thinks is going to be a, a pro player <laughs> ends up becoming yeah. a pro player and shitting on all the pro players and being better than all of them. Like that's your story. Yeah. Well, you gotta be an online warrior at some point. You gotta start somewhere. I mean, exactly. That's right. You know, the talent is there. It's just like, you know, how long does it take to get there or, you know, does it go down the right path, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that's exactly right. 
personally for me for apex the online warriors are definitely like if i'm scouting people on apex i'm looking for the online warriors like right. i'm not looking at the the roster like you know the free agent roster of pro players i'm gonna go look for like a rank grinder like someone who can shoot their gun because like people who play ranked eight hours a day those are the people that can shoot their gun and in apex like the reality is like you can be as smart as you want but if you can't kill someone like if you don't kill the guy in front of you like it doesn't matter you know you can dig yourself out of any hole possible if you do more damage than them you know so like um you know so just somebody being an online warrior like zainu for example is on dark zero now dude i played with zainu the first split he got to pc i was like dude this guy he cooks you, you know, use like, xbox or playstation i'm not sure but like, yeah. i was like i wanted to like get him as a sub i was like dude like this guy is cracked like he's awesome um just rank you know and, it, and i knew he'd be good in comp and, and I never, he never played you know he's level 100 i was like dude this guy's like pretty good you know so apex online warriors dude definitely i would look for them first for sure i wouldn't count them yeah. out at all completely completely wholeheartedly agree and i've agreed with that philosophy for about nine or ten maybe 12 years now you're you're spot on it was different back in the day that i'll tell you right now it was different back in the day because the rank system was wasn't what it is now um and to be the best back in the day in the gears halo early call of duty early era you had to play against the best and it was kind of gate kept scrims were only reserved for the pros and the pros would then play the pros who were the best players yeah and they would rise and get better and get better and get better and then they didn't play ranked at all they just played the script so you yeah. could never play against the pros and that so it's a to be fair some respect has to be given to the rank system in apex legends for this theory and concept right? i mean that's all i did my whole until i joined fury that's all i did you know like i just played ranked every single day you owe so, your career to ranked pretty much yeah i mean that's how i got good i just played ranked every single day like the rank system like far from it as it's comp and as many problems as it has like it does its job at you know letting people get into the comp scene which isn't what maybe not what they're trying to do with it but it does like if you play ranked every single i think day, it is no i think it is what they're trying to do with it that's actually a very intentional thing and people think it's, it doesn't do that because it's not like comp but it, it's doing that job and i think that is intentional well agree or disagree maybe disagree i want you to disagree you know who you knows what they think but it it does that it, I do. it does you know maybe it's on purpose or not but it does it, you know yeah you it does the scene is not get kept like zainu for example like i could have told you that zainu was a pro league level player one ranked session i was like that's good like that was know? it yeah and i was like this guy's good like I, he's good you know um you shoot your gun that's all you gotta do really um it seems what about like the messiahs and, what about the messiahs and the kinds of the world though um in what aspect I mean, Messiah is a ranked one, two grinder, but he's not a pro player. Does he not want to be? Um, Messiah and Kine. And Kine, uh, Kine's focused on content, but he, I mean, he could have gone pro. I mean, he, yeah, he had I the mean, same I chance think, to. I have, it's kind of a complex one. I would think about it. I mean, they're both, they're both good players. I mean, just not on the team. Some people just aren't on the team, you know? I mean, Zainu wasn't on a team until Meat Lovers and Tech. You, you think if they got picked up, they would be? Because here's the thing. I guess it's, it's kind of silly for me to say because it's ignorant to say Darwinism tells you survival of the fittest, right? And I'm not saying they're not. But it, it's ignorant to say 100% of all ranked grinders who rank, grind ranked are going to go pro because some people rise to the top and some people don't. That's how it works. Um, so that wasn't yeah, necessarily I mean, trying to well, be a trick question. But well, you know, what's, that's it. ranked scales are different than comp scales, I guess. So like... You know, Messiah is obviously one of the goats of ranked. I mean, he, I don't know if you knew about the Olympus, the Olympus story, but no. dude, this guy, let me tell you the Olympus story. This one, Messiah <laughs> was ranked one. He stayed up 24 hours, over 24 hours, I think a, seven times in a row, probably 
he would get on for 24 hours plus sleep for three and get on. He did that for a whole week. Like, and we had him literally in shifts, like me and cruising would play with him for 12 hours. And then blur and Keon would get on and play with him for 12 hours. And we, he went from number two, to number one, we met a huge, like huge comeback. And he, I don't even know, dude, but he, I don't know how he's alive, dude. Yeah, but that's not even healthy. <laughs> I, don't how, what? I don't know how he was alive. Like he, he played, he'd sleep for two hours? Two, three hours. And he'd get up for over 24 and play. For how, like, for how long? How many weeks in a row did he do this? Probably at the last week of the, the whole last week of the split, I think. He, the last week of the split. Just I mean, to be number one, just to have a number one rank. And he didn't make, I mean, was he, it was a stream popping off or anything like that. He just wanted to be the number one rank. Uh, I think he was streaming it. I was streaming it. I don't really remember the stream side of it, but yeah. Wow. I mean, dude, Messiah is a goat for a rank for sure. Like, yeah. That was crazy. Legendary. I can't That's believe crazy. We, I can't believe we did that. He would literally, he would literally, uh, he wasn't even awake. I don't think we would be because what we would do is just go craft in the zone for like two zones. It was back for like five KP like cap. So we would literally craft in zone and play to win the game. And we'd, we'd rotate the God spot and sit there for 10 minutes. And then be like Messiah, like we got to move, you know, like he would literally just be AFK, like just completely like dead. Zonked out, falling yeah, asleep. Like, yeah. Like just gonked out. We'd be like Messiah, like, come on. Let's go. Like, I don't know. Messiah, wake up. Make sure I wake up, dude. Yeah, wake, Messiah, up. wake up. Like, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite <laughs> memories of playing ranked, I think, was Messiah. Was it? Yeah. The shifts. It was really shifts. Like, it was like, we planned it out. Like, okay, I'm going to play 12 hours. Keon Blair, you get on. We're going to sleep. We get on. It was awesome. <laughs> Naughty for you in chat said, claimed the number one Brad also claimed permanent brain damage from such a grind. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> worth it. Yeah, Mas no. Messiah for like a week after that was cooked. I did not want to play with him that week after. He was literally like, wow, just, he was cooked. He needed some time to recover from that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for a week. Yeah, I could listen. I could see that for a week. I've been in crazy grinds like that. Not like that, playing video games 20 hours, but like I'm locked into work or I'm partying in Greece. Like, like at certain points in my life, I've gotten two, three hours of sleep, you know, for three, four or five, six days, but not playing video games like that. Uh, Joshua said, snag number one from Chaotic the last couple of days. Um, Kadok much and now also a pro player. That's 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 if that's a really interesting story. I'm gonna push back on one thing though. I disagree that there's that um people that pe for people that say there's gatekeeping in this community, they're wrong. I think there actually is gatekeeping and it's not as clear of a path to pro as you think it is. Because is it healthy? And here's my reason my reasoning. You can you can prove me wrong. Is it healthy or justified or a good thing or productive? that the path to pro has to be you, you play ranked for 20 hours, 18 hours a day and have to grind like that, the, the grind to the top. Or should it be meritocracy driven where you can play on a ladder and prove that you're, you're the best, like face it or game battles back when I was a pro player. That's not healthy or good at all. Well, it's, it is gatekeeping in retrospect because some people don't have the time to play for 18 hours a day. Well, if you don't have the time to play 18 hours a day, then you're not going to catch up because if you're trying to climb the ladder, if you're putting in the same amount of work as them, you're not going to catch them. It, like you're just not you have to put in if you want to catch the people up here like you have to outwork them for a while you need to catch up that's not like, healthy yeah that's true but not I healthy. Mean, it's not healthy but it's just the reality like um you know if you're if, i mean if that was if that was true if that was true though uh yeah I, that's that, look, and i agree with you i always say the reason that old people like me 30 year olds aren't pros and everyone says oh you're too old it's not because our reflexes aren't good and you have better reflexes it's because i had to get a job and work eight hours a day and you did you were 17 or 14 at the time when i got a job and got to play video games all the time or 19 or whatever and it's a, it's a time thing and i don't have the time to put in anymore so i agree it is how many hours you put in which is sad um but 
at the same time and the same merit, if you look at sports as an analogy, and if you look at even esports, look at Snipe Down. Snipe Down, I know, I know everyone likes to shit on Snipe Down not being a top 25 player in the game right now. You'd agree with that. You'd say he's not a top 25 player in the game, right? Mm. Or would you say he's a top 25 player in the game? In NA or the game? In the game. In NA, probably in the game. No, I don't think so. Okay. Boom. At the moment. Well, he was. Yeah, they say my at the moment. And with that said, yeah, he's not a top, top player, but he's on phase, which is a top team, and he's still playing at a top level, and he doesn't play nearly as much as y'all. Not even close. But he's still able to do it at a top level. So that kind of disproves your theory that to be and play against the best, you have to be to play nonstop, no? Well, what I was saying was, like, to catch up, because Snapdown's always, like... To been, catch up, okay. And so once you get to a certain point... And obviously, there's going to be exceptions to the rule, but, like, for me personally, if I didn't play 10 hours a day, like, I, how am I going to catch up, you know? Like... If, if I, if, cause for me right now, if I'm playing 10 hours a day and someone else is playing five hours a day and they're not as good as me, like, yeah, they're it's not going to catch up. Ones and zeros. It would be almost yeah. impossible. I mean, it could happen, but it's going to be almost impossible. Yeah. Like if yeah. the reality is like, if you, and obviously like you said, like what you said were, you know, different, obviously with my, my, how my life turned out, I had time to play games, you know? So there is yeah. some luck involved in that aspect, but like, um, you know, I mean, it does come down to time in the games at some point, but there is some luck aspect. But I, I really natural. Don't... Basically, it's natural. There's an aspect of natural skill and experience and intuition that Snipe has because he's been doing this for 37 years. I'm 33. I always get his age older because he gets mad when I do it. <laughs> 33 years. Um, there's some aspect of that, but you're saying that like natural, natural versus nurture, nature versus nurture in esports. You think is mostly nurture, at least to catch up. Yes, I think my, I think my um, life is 100% nurture. I mm. like. I don't know if I'm more or less talented, but like I know that my whole life, like. All I was doing was trying to just, you know, mine was mostly nurture, I would say. I mean, it's all I did, you know, like I didn't go outside, I didn't have friends, didn't go, you know, drink. I didn't go do whatever. I'm not saying nothing wrong drinking. Like I didn't go outside. Yeah, of course. I didn't go party or, party like, or partying, yeah. nothing. Like I just, you were sitting games. in a truck in an in a parking lot in Arkansas. No, like you said no, I just played games, you know, like all I did lived in the middle of nowhere. That was the only excitement I had. It's all I did, you know? So for me it was nurture, but like, um, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you know, what you said is true. We're like, there is some time, some luck aspect, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's that gate kept. I think there's definitely, there's gotta be worse cases than apex for sure. Cause like, I mean, the reality is that if you show up and you I have, agree. if you have the that. skill and you show up, somebody will eventually take notice, you know, like Zainu, me, Keon, like at some point you will get on a team. Yeah. You know, if you're, if yeah. you have the skill, time, having the time is a whole different thing, but if you have the skill, like it'll happen at some point. Yeah, I think scouting on both... Apex is pretty bad, but it will happen at some point. What is bad? So scouting? I think scouting on Apex is terrible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's part of the gatekeeping issue, though. I mean, yes, you can blame the scouts, but other opportunities for scouts or coaches or managers like the C lines of the world to find people. There's not really. There's no like amateur league. I mean, the challenger circuit is a whole different beast, but it's um we need more systems to give more people the chance to compete because right now competing is reserved for like the one percent of the Apex Legends competitive environment and it's the, the I, this is the, this is the whole the whole crux of the apex rising initiative is the funnel or the faucet is kind of you know pretty tight because because diamond players don't really have a chance to start competing they can grind ranked yes and yes i agree with you at the time i guess again let me summarize it this way sorry i'm going on a tangent let me summarize it this way i think we both agree with each other i think we're both we're both agreeing that there is a path to pro it's visible it's obvious it's yeah. grinding ranked and getting the masters and making yourself noticed. We both also agree though, that's not necessarily a healthy or productive path, but that, it, but, but the path does exist. Um, you're saying my sound cut out for me. 
Oh, sorry. I said, we both agree that it's not a healthier productive path, but the path does exist is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely not healthy, but for esports, I feel like it's kind of, you think it's productive. I mean, productive for some people. I, I mean, thing is like, I've, you know, don't have too much experience in other games, of course, but like, I know Uzi from league of legends, for example, I heard a story about how he, and I'll say, this is not just what I heard. He played mm -hmm. so much that like he, his bones, like he was literally so weak that he couldn't even do like a sit up or like, I mean, or like a push up. like he physically, his body was just like gone. Like he had to go to the hospital because like he couldn't, his muscles were so like astrophied. He had to go to the hospital because that's all he did. He played 12 hours a day. He sat down, played Apex or played league, got off, like gone on all he did. And like, I mean, it, it works. Um, but yeah. To what extent, to what, to what detriment? Extent, yeah. Like, yep. I don't know. It, it was tough to watch. I mean, yeah. You know, wow. it was tough. That's really interesting. Like I was watching really him do exercises and I was just like, oh man, like <laughs> really like basic stuff. I was like, dude, like he, Jesus Christ. Like, cause he's one of the, he was one of the best league players of all time, you know, but like, wow, that's the sacrifice he made. And if you, if you, if you sacrifice that much, like you will be good, but it's like, you'll be good. Look at Kobe, look at MJ, look how much time they spent in the gym. You know, Kobe shot thousands more shots of basketballs than anyone else. I agree. Time equals success. Um, there's other ways of preparation too, but yeah, and no, I agree with that. Uh, so ranked, you've been talking a lot about ranked, you you owe your career to ranked. You, you like ranked ish and obviously not in state now, but uh, what are your thoughts on realm? My thoughts on this conversation, my thoughts as on it relates to this conversation as like a way to bring players up into the scene. Yep. Um, I don't know how the crucible works. I think that, well, the reality of realm is that it's a leaderboard at the end of the day. So if you're gonna use it for scouting, that's what the ranked leaderboard was used to do, but people didn't look at that either. So like maybe with realm, it'll help people break into the scene, but like, that's what ranked could do. And people didn't really scout ranked either, you know, cause like Zainu, like he was top 30, I think is like second, his first put on PC, I played with him. I was like, he's good. Top 30 played with him. He was good. It was that simple. That's really all it took one session of ranked top 30. It's pretty solid. Um, so if that's as little F like people aren't even going to put in that much effort, like to know that Zainu was good, like they won't look at realm either. I don't think, but, mm. um, so you don't think Realm's going to be like a a great way to ungatekeep or solve anything? It's not really making a ton of progress. It'll me. probably be slightly better than ranked in that in the scouting <laughs> aspect, but I mean, maybe as the esport progresses more as a whole, yeah. people will scout better, and Realm will, is there for that ride, you know. But and at the end of the day, I think um, they did confirm that Realm is now just team queue. It's not even solo queue anymore. So there's not even going to be a solo queue rank, and you have to play with the team, and you can't find a team in the first place. That's so not really going to solve that. So I, uh, it's probably a dumb question of mine, I guess. Not, not that I realize that as well. But um, uh, what about the new rank system? Are you excited? Um, I am excited for the new rank system. I, there are some changes I think in there that were a couple steps back. Like for example, the all of the um, or what I assume is happening is ranked or masters plus doesn't have a scaling entry cost which is a huge, if that's the case, that's a huge step back. Cause, but the, most of the changes were good from what I saw, but there were a couple in there that I was like, why, why are we devolving in this way? Like, why are we getting rid of that scaling entry costs? Like, why are we going back so many steps? Like, so you think there should be scaling entry costs for sure? For a master's plus. Yeah. For a master's plus. For bronze through diamond. Like maybe it's a good idea. I don't know. I'll have to see, yeah. but masters, that was a big deal back then was, and when scaling entry costs came out, the first split it came out, it was a great rank split. Um, 
But 90% of it, but what I saw in the patch was good. But there were some things that I definitely hard disagreed with. But at the end of the day, we'll have to see what happens it, when, um, you know, it comes out. Can't really tell until it's live, I guess. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But overall, overall though, net positive net, changes. Yeah, a excited. lot of good changes, yeah. Yeah, that, that's good. Yeah, that's, uh, that's interesting here. Um, let's jump into uh, the next part of the story. You guys go to Champs. I call you the Prince of Apex Legends taking Hell's Throne. Mm. And then you do it. You got you, you guys are the winningest team in terms of points in the championship finals. What was that experience like for you to go from being in a trailer park, grinding ranked with Keon one night, to joining Furia, playing zone with them and failing and being a little bit scared? You've kind of opened up about that. You're a little bit scared that you didn't know what the hell you were doing. You went over way over your head. You weren't ready to be a pro. To then getting them to adapt to your play style, which is just playing ranked in Apex. And I remember casting all of this and being mind blown by this because you were the only team to do it and becoming good. You got some confidence. Did you go into champs with all the confidence in the world, even though you guys qualified through last chance qualifier and you, and you still, or did you develop your, your confidence at, at champs? What was it like playing on land? I'm not really sure. I do have a story about when I, yeah. my con signing my contract with Fury, which I can tell at some point. Yeah, but, please, please, please. I want the good story. Yeah, this is good stuff. But, tell the story now. Okay. Tell us right now. Okay. So basically, after LCQ, when we called, I was, you know, negotiating my contract with Furia. And um, I told Henry, he's the NA director. I was like, dude. Because they're your favorite social media manager, by the way, in Furia. Sorry. Um, Chase, I guess. Chase is pretty okay, good. Right. He did Chase. say, he did ask that. He was the one that asked the question. <laughs> Chase is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I was in a call with Henry and I was like, and they're, I mean, they're going to sign me no matter what, you know? So it didn't really matter. Like, Obviously, I wasn't trying to convince them, but I was like, listen, Henry, like, I, or no, this was before LCQ, actually. This is before we popped off, I'm pretty sure. So this is like, they were going to sign me before else we played the LCQ. So like, I hadn't even played yet, basically, in, in a real game. I was like, listen, Henry, I am probably going to suck for a while. <laughs> if you are going to sign me, you are signing me for the long haul. Because when I start playing the first couple weeks, I'm going to be terrible. I haven't played comp. Like, I think I have the potential to be a really good comp player, but I'm going to suck. I need to learn how to do it. I'm confident, like in ranked, I've learned how to, like I'm the best ranked player in my opinion. I can figure it out. Like just, but the first couple months I'm gonna suck. And he was like, okay, I'm down. And then um, we won LCQ obviously. Did he, wait, did he, did he sign you before then? He signed you for a few years? He tried, he just believed in you and signed you or, or they he waited? He signed me for a year contract, yeah, before LCQ. I was like. And it was a bad, I guess it was a bad contract. Um, no, he overpaid me for sure. Like I was, you definitely overpaid. I told him that too. I was like, you overpaid me when I first started. <laughs> and they still did it. And they still did it. Well, they just, they just believed in me. I've... That's insane. They could have taken advantage of you. You thought you were going to suck. You had no confidence. You're like, I'm still learning. And they did the right thing because they believed in you. And that probably gave you a lot of confidence and made you. Well, also, board, right? I didn't really, I wanted to just play ranks. I, cause like, you know, back then I wasn't as social. I mean, I'm still pretty, I'm still very social, but like, I was on, I was like, if they don't give me a contract, I just won't go. Like. I won't go to land, you know, like I don't have to. I'm so like, I didn't really care. I was like, you know, whatever, but, um, yeah, I'm glad I did, I guess. But yeah, so they, we, you know, agreed on something obviously, but, um, yeah, so they signed me before LCQ and yeah, that's that little story, I guess, but. Wow. Yeah. So that's the story of the contract signing. Okay. Now we can get back to the other, anything else on that? That's still, that's a crazy story. I appreciate sharing that. Wow. Yeah, that's W for Fury for sure. For doing that. <laughs> yeah, um, they definitely believed me and believed in me yeah. for whatever reason, but it worked out. Anyways, so um, what was it like at land? The question I asked, yeah, what was the what was the, what was the experience like going from that to land? Yep, and uh, the confidence. Did you go nervous? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
Um, and, and by the way, last one on Fiora, the fact that they like are such a good fit for you, the way they meme and social media shit posts, not shit posts, but kind of, I don't know. It's, it's a really good fit for you too. It's yeah, just, I feel I, like your I brands are very aligned. I love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm cool. super glad they believed in me. I basically told them I suck. I was like, I'm like, I'm going to suck. Okay. This is a long haul deal here. But it out. <laughs> okay. So the transitional land. Sorry. Anyways. Anyways. Um, yeah. Anyways. So land, I don't remember how I felt going into it. I think I was confident, but also I had never Certain. played against the best players in the world yet. You know, like I played LCQ, which, you know, had, you know, those people in it, but it was like, okay, these are the best players ever. You know, there was no like. And Sykes said you won LCQ because of him. Why is that? Sykes had nothing to do with it. Well, actually, Sykes was our sub, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> he, he was technically our sub. Okay. Sorry. I keep cutting you off. I'll stop. I promise. But yeah. Um, yeah. I think I was confident, but I, I didn't know. Like, I never played against NRG or like TSM like in a comp game yet. Like, so it was like, you know, how's it going to go? But the first day of LAN went, and this is, this is when we picked up, because we were already playing for kills, but when we picked Swap to the Horizon, it was like day one. And um, the story of that was like day one, like, we got, we were fighting with Gibby. Gibby Zara was on Gibby. And I was like, dude, like, um, this is not good. Like, you are, li we you are a liability. I was like, you're supposed to save us. We're having to save you. Like, your character doesn't do anything. Like, your you Half your bubbles you have to use on yourself because the whole team shot at you. Like, that character sucks, dude. And so I was like, we need to just play whatever character gives us the best chance of killing someone in front of us. Sucks for an edged fighting team. You think it's a good road? I think character. he's one of the worst characters in the game. I, a lot of people are saying, you know, Albert always talking about playing Gibby again and Lou. And, okay. All right. I think they're trolling. Obviously, I respect him as players, but I think that character is bottom five. Wow. I think yep. I think ever since his gun shield, I think he was kind of mid when he had the, the impenetrable gun shield. After that, complete cheeks. Just crash. <laughs> for, for, that's been like two years ago, I think. So... Um, but yeah, I was like, dude, whatever character we can kill someone on, like Zara, just play like Horizon or something. I said like that. I was like, dude, just play like Horizon or something. I don't know. And um, yeah, we kind of ran people. I think we got fourth place the first day and then second and first, I think, for groups. And um, we ended first. And I don't, I don't know. I don't really remember how it felt. It was kind of a while ago, but it was definitely, it was exciting for sure to be like, wow, like, I'm killing it. Like, this is crazy. Cause like, I went into it thinking like, you know, whatever, maybe we, like, I was confident, but obviously I've never, I don't know. There's no proof of, you know, our concept even works or whatever. So, um, it was definitely exciting. And then winner's bracket was a whole ride. It was a whole journey. And then, um, finals, obviously. You guys crawled through winner's finals to grand finals. You didn't go to loser's bracket, did you? No, we went, we were first, second, and then first in the, so first in groups, second winners, and then as well, second. And we had first in points. We were second overall yeah. in finals. But all just fr I remember that. I remember literally you guys just dominated the whole week. You were the best team at that tournament. You feel that, right? 100%. <laughs> ten, 10 orders of magnitude. We were the best team in that tournament, yeah. in my opinion. Um, One, because you had the cheat codes here. Two, because you know you were a good team. Well, yeah. I think well, it was just like, I think we were so ahead of the game. Like, I feel like what we did was just like years ahead of like, you know, everyone's else like understanding of like, you know, kills actually do matter for points. Like mm. you, you get two squad wipes, that's seventh place worth. Like, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to kill two teams than it is to outlive 13 of them, you know? So it's like, 
let's just run at people. And and back then people weren't ready to be ran at, you know. So like, <laughs> yeah, they're they, like hitting the rotation, trying to rotate early, and you're yeah, catching well, a, no, catching no, a stray. Yeah, no one had really ran at people before. So it, well, oh, other than Aurora, yeah. I guess Aurora was doing it. Well, yeah, running exactly major yeah. success and. Yeah. But obviously they weren't in the limelight as much as we were. Complexity so. kind of, I don't even know if you watch combat, though, but complexity kind of did in the Bloodhound Blood era. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, I yeah, didn't but still, but not, at that time, no one was doing it though. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Aurora was doing it, but they yeah. obviously didn't make the land. Like, yeah. I think they didn't make them. So, or no, they did, but they, I think they didn't get passports or something. Yeah. I, I don't so. remember, but no, Aurora was team. doing it. They just weren't in the limelight as much as we were. So it didn't yeah. like spread as much. Catch, on. Catch fire. Yeah. yeah. But like Aurora was, Aurora was had it figured out for sure that, you know, running at all these teams that are playing cost to give you Valk is a good idea. Um, oh, but by the way, actually, you're right. They, I remember now, God, it's like it was seven years ago. It was last year. They dominated Sweden. They were like the top two team at Sweden. They made it to Sweden. They were able to be there and then couldn't go to champs. So we're kind of forgotten about, but they, they had that figured out in Sweden. They were doing oh, it very, Sweden. very aggressive. It was Sweden before champs. Yeah. And they got second or third place, I think, in Sweden. I thought they got like, Eighth or ninth? I could be wrong. Uh, they may have gotten eighth or ninth, but it, but in the winners' finals and in, in the group stage, like it, throughout the tournament, they their highs were really really high, and they showed that yeah. they that they could do that and get work. They were a top team in Sweden. No, yeah, Aurora, I remember leading. I left Sweden thinking they were one of the best teams in the game. Aurora definitely did it before we did, for sure. Yeah. But with, yeah, I mean, well, their Aurora strategy was Giga Chat. They would land Harvester and run at people in zone and kill Watson teams with Maggie Costic. That was Giga Chat. That was awesome. Like Aurora's like strategy game plan was like one of my favorites of all time. Like that was so innovative and just groundbreaking for when they were doing it. Like Aurora, that was awesome. I love, I love, I was thinking about their games before we, this podcast actually, I was thinking about like, you know, their games, like that was, they were awesome. I loved Aurora. It sucks that they didn't make, yeah. they're having visa problems, but they're yeah. great. No, they were doing it before we were basically. Confirm that they'll be in land, which is great. So now you know it's tough because everyone's kind of caught on. There's edge teams that are playing similar to them, but yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. So okay, so you basically came to the event. You don't really remember the conference you did or didn't have. You were probably a little bit nervous, but then once you got to land, you just felt. I remember, I remember talking to you in that interview, being goofy with you. Remember, and uh, I remember you just felt comfortable. Like you just it felt felt like you were in your living room or Keon's living room or your trailer playing Apex Legends. Is that accurate? Um, I definitely was not comfortable. I feel like you weren't okay. Mentally, I was not comfortable. I feel like mm, I don't know, maybe I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty emotionless, like mm. when I move around and stuff, like IRL. But um, no, I was definitely like shook. It was you were shook. Okay, it was interesting. Exciting. But you still played really well. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't have like I don't get nervous during the games. Really, I get mad nervous before the games, but like when they start, I'm like completely cool for the most part but before i'm a nervous wreck i'm <laughs> fine for the games yeah you get you get nervous interesting um that's really cool man and for those that yeah maybe just joined or didn't know you guys you guys were the best team at algs chance by a mile you pioneered seer and no one was really playing horizon in either were you guys were the first team to play horizon too a couple teams were playing horizon right i think it might have been because of well no i think we might have been you? i think there was some valkyrie there was a little bit. There was nobody that that was like their identity. I guess there was it like wasn't, a couple yeah, no. here and there. TSM um, had no identity at that event. Remember, <laughs> like they started playing Maggie day one and it didn't work, so they went back to Caustic. And yeah, we got them on the. We we thought that Maggie was good, and we they like were copying our Maggie pick, and then we also we both swapped during the first set of games. I'm pretty sure it was not working. Um, mm. 
I think it could have worked. I think our issue with playing Maggie was a mindset problem. I think we, we weren't playing aggressive enough. I think we could have done just as good with Maggie, but um, yeah, I think we were the, well, the horizon came as like a mid tournament addition. Like we, are we, it was literally just like, cause we were playing Gibby before and I was like, dude, Sarah, you're a liability. Like just, <laughs> I was really looking at the character screen. I was like, just pick horizon or something. Like, I don't know, just pick something we can kill someone with. Like, so. I don't think it's the second time you broke my heart today. The first time is when I thought the seer pick was like a calculated mastermind, you know, Fury, Ape Zone, Sea Lion thing. The second time was you looked at the character scene screen again, said, just pick Horizon, try it out. And you did, and it worked. I respect the ability to pivot, though. It's it's a resort. It's a amenable or commendable. And you guys killed it. Um, Wow, that's crazy, man. All right, let's move forward, though. Actually, dude, this this conversation's flown by. We're at the hour. Bell just told me we're at the hour and a half mark. I had no idea. Uh, Are you okay to keep talking? Because I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, Yeah, I got another 30, 40 minutes. I mean, I can. Perfect. We'll probably wrap up sooner than that. A couple of big topics. Um, we're going to get into some big topics in a bit. Before we do that, we're going we're gonna to get into some personal topics-ish. Um, BMIC posted in chat, and I actually had it on my list to bring up. It, it was public. I think Jake Lucky reported on it. When, when a lot of Jake Lucky, I think, reported that a lot of the talent in Apex for ALGS paid by EA and others were very underpaid. And it was it was uh, made known that that was the case for shoutcasters, but mostly observers and others. Um, in that moment, and I've seen you do this in other times too. You offered, and I think did, pay salaries or help pay for people. What was the story there? Um. Yeah. So, be careful about what I'm saying here. Okay. Um, so obviously, uh, basically, a lot of the people who were coaching or doing the ALGS like camera work and stuff like that. Observers. Um, yep. Yeah. There wasn't a lot of money going around to them. A lot of them were doing it like for free and stuff. So I offered to pay some of them like, cause I mean, I, I don't know. I live, I don't really spend any money. I kind of just hoard all this. I was like, oh, whatever. Like I like helping people out from time to time. So I was like, okay, Same. well, you know, I, if you guys did work and didn't get paid, like I'll do it. Um, I don't remember who I paid out. I think it paid out. I think I only ended up paying out one or two, but it was a solid amount it to, um, to be rad, I think, or Brad, the guy who does, really. a, yep. he does APAC. APAC. Yeah. I paid a good amount to him and I paid to someone else. I don't really remember. Um, but bear, bear OBS helped me with everything. He, he, um, told me, I got on a call with him and asked like, you know, who's done most of the work and like how many awesome. hours, stuff like this. And, and Brad was like the number one, like this guy did not get paid. So like I sent him some, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, you told me anything goes to this conversation, including what happens next in your career, split yeah, one pro whatever. league, week yeah. one. Yeah. Um, but then you just said, you have to be careful what you say. Uh, so no, go ahead and talk about that. Okay. Ask whatever you want. Okay. I love you. I respect it. Why did you not play in week one, split one, split one pro league? Cause I'll <laughs> tell you my perspective. We thought you were moving or something that weekend we as casters and it's instrumental that we know what's going on because we're telling these narratives and the broadcast, we're not told why the real reason we didn't know. I didn't know until a couple of weeks later um, that the community didn't really know. You never really announced it. It was never really announced, but true or false, you were banned in the only pro player. I think so far in apex to be banned from week one of the program. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. So basically what I was banned for exactly was that I, what they said they banned me for, which, whatever they was that i it was like I, I was trying to think of the exact wording a while ago too and i don't remember it was like i threatened to 
send hate to someone or like something like that, basically. And basically what happened was targeting um, hate speech, some hate speech or throwing hate, something like that. Yeah. Targeting, yeah. Something. Okay. Yeah. Something like that. So basically what happened was, um, I was streaming to 18,000 viewers at the time, which is still the most organically I've ever had. Um, I was like, dude, this is awesome. Having a great time killing it, you know? And then I was getting pulled out of my games. 10 minute, pulled right out, 10 minute abandon penalty every single time to 18,000 viewers. And I was like, obviously at the, my peak of my career, and I was like, just getting griefed. I was like, dude, what is going on? Um, dealt with that for a couple hours, turned my stream off, annoying. Got on the next day, had a ton of viewers again. I was gonna be back the same day as yesterday. Pulled out of my games, couldn't play. I was like, oh my God, like so frustrating. And like, I'm sure you can understand that would be very frustrating for you too. Right? Absolutely. I mean, I bet there my internet crash every game when I started streaming in February. People know. There's a yeah, whole I mean, command in my chat about it. Completely out of my control, like yep. peak of my career, and I'm getting pulled out of my games because there's some loser just like can grab mm. my ID from the game, not even from my stream, from mm. the game, he can find my ID and pull me out of the game. Obviously, I'm super frustrated. Um, and obviously, you know, you know, things I did, obviously I was very mad. I have people do things when they're mad. So I messaged them for help. I was like, okay, I need some help. I'm getting pulled out of my games. And it was a Friday afternoon or night, I think. And basically what they told me was, we'll look at it Monday morning. I was like, Monday morning, like this guy's in your game, pulling me out of my games. Like, this is crazy. Like peak in my career, you tell me I have to wait two, because I streamed every day at that point. I was, so obviously, I'm sure you can understand my frustration. Very much. 100%, 100%, very valid. I can't play for four days, five, five, yeah. maybe even longer than that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go figure out what's going on. This is unacceptable, which it is, that is unacceptable, um, what was happening. I was like, I'm gonna figure out myself. So- Weekends I, are when people play your games, you know? You yeah, to, I mean, you know, I yeah, I mean, very frustrated. I wanna find out myself what's going on. So I don't know how I found out, but I found some guy and he was like, main culprit, no, culprit number one. And that's him, I was like, dude, like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. Like, you know, um, found the cheater, the hacker, the dude that was, yeah, the dude that was doing was doing it. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, yeah. what's going on? You know, like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Like, um, cause this, this had been happening for over a year, by the way, like he had been doing this for a while and it never got fixed. So I was like, okay, well, they're not going to fix it. I'm going to go fix it. I'm going to go find out what's going on. Like, I'm going to bring attention to this problem, find out what's going on. That was what I thought I was going to do is find out what's going on and bring attention to it so it actually gets fixed. So I was like, okay, like what's going on? Like, dude, like, and obviously I was still mad at that moment. I was like, dude, like, listen, like, I don't know, like what the fuck's going on? You know, like, just tell me what's going on. I'm gonna make fun of them on Twitter. And you know, that's it. Like what, what is happening? Uh, and that was basically my intention was like, I'm just gonna, obviously that sounds stupid in hindsight. And it, it was yeah, it's obviously get information and then obviously you know. a mistake. But like the, enraged the way that I, the enraged. way that I worded it when I was talking to him was not what I intended to do. Yep. Like I was going to just be like, cause like, I'm going to flame them. Like I'm going to make them. Yeah, of course. I'm just crazy. But obviously like then, when I, if I found out what was happening, I was just going to be like, okay, like, you know, this is happening. This guy can do this. This is unacceptable. Yada, yada, yada. Um, way more professional than that. But obviously mm -hmm. I just was mad and yep. said it in a way, you know, thinking it was going to be a private conversation, which obviously. You know, people say dumb shit all the time in private conversations. Obviously, should not expect that to be a private conversation. Um, but yeah, and then I got banned 
basically because of that because, so, the, because the you're a dm leaked. with this person yeah because those dms got leaked and in the dm i was like i'm gonna just flame them was what i said which is what i meant like and you probably and look i don't want to make you repeat it here because it, i can imagine if you were pissed but was there anything racist targeting i'm gonna kill you hurt you anything no, like that no i just said i'm gonna flame them that's pretty much all i said i was like i'm just gonna flame them like this is ridiculous um, oh, you said that to the dev that I'm, you're going to go flame. No, I said that to the, I said, yeah, I'm going to flame like, I'm going to flame EA, dude. This is ridiculous. Like, I can't oh, you're going to flame EA. You said you're going to flame EA to the guy hacking you. Yeah. I was like, dude, what's going on? Obviously this all sounds stupid coming out of my mouth, but like at the moment no, I was no, just okay. so mad. Exactly. Like I was just pissed off. And obviously like when I said flame, I was going to like, cause when I talk about stuff on Twitter, I usually say it in a more like serious issues. I'm like, you know, more professionally, like. I was going to package it when professionally and constructive, like, this is unacceptable. This guy can pull me out of my yep. games. But obviously I was mad and just kind of like, so then you, so you said that to him in a private DM, the DM got leaked, but really what you got banned for was the tweet flaming. EA. No, I got banned because the DMs got leaked. And in that DM, I said, I was going to flame them. That's why you got banned as far as I'm aware. Yeah. That's what I got banned for. And that's because it was what they were back to what you said, what they worded to you is for your reason for suspension was uh targeting behavior or hate speech or something like that you said it's along those lines that's what i can gather because what, what about the hideout tweet Which wasn't one? there a hideout tweet where you like roasted him publicly about this was my issue with hideouts was before that where we kind of got into an argument but that was more of like just a normal twitter argument it wasn't anything you kept like it professional crazy. no hate towards him no flame yeah and i mean obviously tweet. like if i had when i had the tweet that I had planned to make where like this guy's pulling me out of my games would have been the same way, you know, like it would have been more like yeah. I would have, if you weren't, I would have riled it in a little bit, you know, like yeah. just, okay. So, I'm the, not mad, so, but. so the hideout tweet was riled, reeled in and, and more professional. You don't, you really don't believe that your hideout tweet was the reason you got suspended. No, because that was way before this. It was way before this. Yeah. I, yeah. I what I'm pretty sure I got banned for was like conspiring to be mean to some, like, I don't know how they worried it, like whatever, where they were. I think that's what it was for. I mean, I could be wrong, obviously, but as far as I'm aware, because after I got banned, that was what happened. They updated the ruling about like the ruling that says like, you can't be mean to people went from like this to like this, you know, like it got, they, so I think that's what it was. Um, which obviously mm. you can't be mean. Don't, you know, obviously that's a good ruling, but like my intention was not what it appeared to be. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but I mean, I was just, people say dumb shit when they're mad. I just said dumb shit. I was right. mad, you know? That's yeah. There's it. a difference. I'm a firm believer and you know, I'm not a big fan of cancel culture personally. I'm a fan of accountability when accountability is warranted for actions that were bad. And I'm a firm believer that there's a difference between intentions and actions. People will have bad actions. Sometimes people make mistakes, but it's really important when you look at those mistakes and those actions to look at their intentions and did they do it with intent to, to hurt someone or to. And right. Right. Yeah. I think that's really important. With that said, there could be an argument though. I'm just playing a little devil's that is yeah, there an ahead. argument to say your intention was to reach out to this guy, flame this guy, flame EA, target them. Like you intended it fully at the time. Cause you were mad to go flame this guy or flame EA. Right. Or, or no, I might misread. Yeah. This. I mean, you could make that argument, but obviously the only person who knows my intentions was me and like what yeah. I was going to do was say something like, okay, this is yeah. unacceptable. You know, I wasn't yeah. going to be like 
it's dog shit company, yada, yada, yada. I was going to be like, dude, listen, like this guy can pull you out of your games. He goes into the game, finds your ID, pulls you out. He can go do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, as much as he can. Like the security of him being able to and do you that. Tweeted that. You tweeted that publicly. That's what you tweeted. Well, that's what I was going to tweet before to tweet. Okay. everything happened. Then like, what did you tweet? Acceptable. I need to get to, I wish we could bring it up. I'm sorry. But what did you tweet? Um, I didn't have tweeting anything because all oh, of the, so, yeah. oh, so you didn't tweet anything. So literally it was, the, it was the private DM with this guy that got leaked. This guy leaked your DMs. And then that's what you think was sent or, or reviewed by EA to then give you a ban. Yeah. I mean, they, I asked them exactly why I was banned and they didn't tell me. And they said they'd tell me later and never told me that from my didn't tell you, they never gave you a reason or uh, here's your terms or why you're, but you said there was, they never told you. No, but based on the timeline of everything that happened, that's what I can guess happened is like, it was like the ruling of like, don't be mean to people like getting updated to this was like, it happened around the same time. Like right afterwards, it was like, it got updated. That's all I can imagine. Cause that's, I think that's why I got banned. Um, but they never, the fact that you have to say, I think that's why I got banned. And the fact that this has had to be like a 10 minute conversation where we haven't gotten to the real source of why you got banned, I think is a problem. I mean, you were never were given a reason or any transparency or communication for why you got banned, which would then allow you to correct that behavior and grow and learn from it. I mean, that's why, you know, I'm not saying don't ever ban pro players for, for reprimand them for bad behaviors or breaking the rule book, but let them know what they did so they can learn from it. Right. Yeah. Well, obviously I learned what I did wrong on my own, which was on your own. You don't assume that people are going to keep things private. And also if I'm talking as his Watson, then I need to talk, I guess, public every time, because obviously I said dumb shit. Everyone says dumb shit, you know, hideouts has probably been like, God, I hate that his Watson guy, you know, like he would never say that publicly, obviously. Yeah. Like, course, obviously yeah. like people say dumb shit all the time, you know, when it's you talking. And like, I didn't think that that was going to be like, you know, I was like, I'm just going to flame them. But it's not really what I meant. You know, I was just mad talking. Um, but I mean, obviously I shouldn't have done it. My intentions were not bad at all though. Yeah. Obviously I, it was a stupid thing to do, but like my intention was like, I am tired of getting kicked out of my games. Like this has been happening for a year. I want to get like, this is ridiculous. Like I love this game to death. I want to be as good as possible. And there's a huge problem of security in this game of like, how can this, because obviously I'm sure you agree that that is crazy. That is insane. But he can do that. And so it's like, you know, I just, you know, made mistakes, obviously, but yeah, it's, yeah, it makes sense. Because I wanted to get yeah. better. I mean, it wasn't just going to be like, God, I hate this stupid company. It's going to be like, okay, this is a problem. Let's so, yeah, those are all intentions. Well, that was my intention to yeah. not do it, do it well. Obviously. Not do it well. You, you acknowledge your intentions were strong. Your actions were bad. You made a mistake in the moment. You own that. Um, yeah, that's all yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, it's, this is interesting. I appreciate you opening up on that and Bochek posts in the chat. Okay. Next topic. We're trying to go to London. So we'll, we'll, we'll move on. I don't think anything bad has been said. I just, you know, we'll wrap up with a, and we, listen, we brought Daltouche on the tweet on the stream last time. If we, uh, we probably shouldn't broach the topic of, I guess I'll ask you, are you, do you think you're blacklisted now for me in any way? Like, are you on a blacklist in any way, shape or way? You felt that or no? It was just I a one time was for a while. I don't think I am anymore. I don't think you're Yep. All right. Well, we'll move on. We'll move on the top topics. Um, yeah, I share my take. You, thank you for sharing your opinion and opening up on the, on the situation. Cause I didn't realize any of that. I mean, I think, um, I was assumed, you know, typically when I think bands work in pro leagues, you get a write up. Here's why you were banned. So you could learn from it. None of that nope. ever. Nope. They said they were, and then I never got it. 
Yeah, that's interesting. And the fact that you were on a blacklist after that, you said you were, that, that's crazy to me because I, I, I follow you. I've been following you. You are nothing but a good person who's paid people for their work that didn't get paid, who supported LGBTQ and BIPOC members of this community, who, you know, is passionate about this game and maybe critical. I don't remember the recent, the hideout tweet. So if the hideout tweet was a targeting or whatever, and you're saying you kept a professional, I'll obviously trust your word on that. But um, I agree with BMIC in the chat. I'm a firm believer, like two, two sides of both stories. Devs should not get hate and harassment. I've said that very, very clearly publicly and i'm going to keep saying that we need we as a community need to blacklist people really that harass and send hate speech to devs that's a problem like they're people they have lives outside of being a dev um systems need to be in place though for when things happen over the weekend which is when players play their game and anti-chi is a tough problem to solve as we all know and they, they obviously yeah. can't be transparent with anti-chi we're not talking about transparency transparency in anti-chi because if they are the cheaters know what they're doing and then the cheaters it's, a, it's the greatest game of whack-a-mole you know, the cheating and security industry is the greatest game of whack-a-mole in the world. So, yeah, I mean, well, it's easier to make a cheat than an anti-cheat. So obviously, they're not going right. to be perfect. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Here's a solution, though. Verified ID. There's a solution called Verified ID. Entra Verified ID that says and automates the system. Every user making a new account uh, has to send an ID to prove who they are. That idea is then attached to your account because you have to put your name in when you create that account anyways. And if you get banned for cheating, you could not create another account because we know you got banned for yeah. cheating and then people are going to be more scared. Do you think that would yeah. be a solution? No, because the, the problem with that is that obviously me, I don't care. EA can put a microchip in my brain to tell I'm not cheating for all I care. I don't care. I'm Most nothing on my computer. I'm trying to hide nothing. You know, right. I don't care. Do whatever you want with my computer. Put a rootkit on there. You know, sell my stuff to whoever. I don't care. You know, I don't do anything on my computer anyways. Um, but the reality is that if you have an ID like that, less people will play. Mm. And that is not what they want. They don't want to be like, we made this change. Yep. Response and then what about, the 12, what about the 12 year old kid? You know, 12 year old kid wants to sign up. What are they going to do? They yeah. Have an ID. You know, Respawn doesn't want to be like, hey, EA, yeah. like, listen, we made this change and people quit playing. Yep. They're not going to do that. So, um, and then chats, chats all agreeing, blowing up and agreeing. And then, and then I think it's very valid. Blizzard tried verified ID, the backlash was massive. So that's not a solution. Vanguard type thing is the only solution. I don't mind Vanguard being installed on my PC to run. Tolerant. I don't mind that at I, all. People freaked out about that at first. Me personally, I don't, I think people, I mean, obviously me, I don't care at all. I mean, I just get on my computer and play and get off. I don't care what they do on my computer. You know, if you want to put like a super in-depth antigen on my computer, go ahead. I don't care. But the reality is that a lot of people will not play, you know. Um, I think Valorant has a pretty, or at least had an invasive anti-cheat and Valorant's doing fine. I don't know if they still do or not, but um, yeah. I think cheating on Apex is a whole different problem. The reality of cheating, though, is that it only affects a small amount of people, and they don't care. They want to make the most people happy possible, and them spending millions and millions of dollars to ban cheaters does not affect the vast majority of people. So, mm. I mean, they're a business at the end of the day. Why would they care? Yeah, that's a valid way to look at it from your perspective. I uh, I think they care. I think they're I, you know I think they're they're, they're working on. It. I think it's a I think I did this from market research. Dude, the ChatGPT in search is the most amazing thing. Bing has ChatGPT, and I literally can figure things out in seconds. I looked it up, and the cheating industry costs the games industry, I think, like $28 billion. It costs them a lot of money. There's fraud. There's theft. There's all sorts of other hacks and things that are costing them money. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, I, th I think they do care. I think they're working really hard at trying to find something. I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know what the solution is. But thank you for the quick brainstorm there. Um, that's a it's a fascinating I mean, topic. I, mean, I agree. Vanguard, the the you know the tam quote unquote tampering 
Vanguard installing an agent on your PC to stop game cheating, I think is a, is a good solution. I, I don't know why everyone freaked out about that. Um, it's not like I Riot mean, is going to be watching you. I mean, the thing about the cheating in Apex, though, is they could be doing the best job in the world. They could be the best security team in the entire world, and we would have no idea. You know, we we don't know what's going on behind the scenes or anything. That's so true. They could we, be the worst. And we should know. We should They know. could be the worst security team in the world. Mm -hmm. They could be the best. I have, No one has any idea. You know, there's no... And obviously, they can't, you know, give their hand away to what's going on, to the cheaters and stuff. But, like, there's no way to know. I mean, there's no way to know if they're doing a good job or if they're trying or if they're not. There's no way to know. It's just... There's no way to know, but I don't know. It does seem like they are working. I mean, obviously they are working to make it better, but there's no way to really know like if in two years Apex will be like super clean. I, I mean, personally, I think obviously the Chiefs are going to evolve faster than and the Chiefs. I, it will be pretty hard for them to, I, Cheaters will probably be a problem as long as Apex exists. I'd say, unless like AI comes into, the, comes into play. It'll probably be a but, then AI, but then AI can be used for the cheaters to also advance cheating. Yeah, it's, it can be I mean, used yeah, against them. You know, the same yeah. AI tech. It's a fascinating conversation. It really is. Um, fascinating conversation. It's a difficult conversation. Thank you to BMIC and others in the chat. Jesse just laying, laying a lot of people in the chat that are contributing to the discussion. I definitely do think they're doing a lot to try and solve this. I think there's a, there's um, there's a lot more going on than people realize. And then in some ways, there might be less going on than people realize. Um, but um, with that said. Fingers crossed we can find a solution. But hey, good good discussion. A um, couple of things I want to talk about. So uh, I know we're actually going to you know, long long here. I think we're approaching a two hours. I've really enjoyed the conversation. So thank you, Austin. We're going to we're gonna have to break this YouTube video up at Spotify podcast into <laughs> two separate series because it's yeah. the longest one we've ever had because it's the best conversation. Um, let's move on past champs. You guys did not qualify for split one playoffs in London. How disappointed were you and why did that happen? Walk us through all of that. So basically, I take majority of blame for us not calling i think i got kind of bored with apex i think after lan because it was even happening at lan where i wasn't really like like satisfied with like you know with what was going on and so i wasn't playing good. you know like i would show up i'd wake up 10 minutes before we had to play show wow. up you know, like I was, my heart was not in it. It really, that's the only way to describe it is my heart was just not in it. Complacent, bored, what was it? I think it Hockey? was mostly like, well, my heart just wasn't in it. I didn't care like that much. Um, yep. Like, so, like a you lost passion. Like a passion. And so it like, cause you know, you hear, you hear Panders at land, like he screams, like he sounds like he's about to die IRL when he is calming. Like that's the passion. And like, that was the polar opposite of how I was during split one. I was, did not care. Like, uh, just was uh, just bored, no passion, 100% my fault. You guys still really. almost called. You're like, what, two or three places off? And we were, we were 11th place, yeah. 11th and place, and I was but, but like nine one. points, though. It was like seven or eight or nine points off. But yeah. Okay. And yeah, me being banned for week one definitely did not help. Definitely did not help the passion part. But Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, Yeah, 100% my so fault. So it's your fault. Your fault. You take that. I did not. It's my job to, you know, it's my job as IGL to bring, like, I need to lead my team. And like, Except I was the culture. Just, Set, yeah, set the culture, and that was not what I was doing. So, and it's there to go. So, you, so you, didn't, you didn't call your fault. Did it, what was the wake up call? What was the moment where you, you're like, okay, wake up call, passion reignite? I'm never letting this happen again. Did it feel like shit? And you're like, I never want to feel this feeling again. What was it like a Michael Jordan moment? What was it? Um, How did it feel not calling? It, well, obviously, you didn't really care. Obviously, it sucked. It was kind of like, man, yeah. we didn't call. Like, we suck. But at the end of the day, like, I just wanted to stream, really. Like, I almost quit multiple times. I almost quit right after land too. Like, I don't know. Like, 
from land to split end of split one, like I just didn't, I don't know. I just didn't really enjoy it. But I think after not calling, I was like, okay, like what do I want to do? What do I need to do? You know, like what's important to me. And then for split two, I definitely, I mean, you could, I'm sure if you watched our split one and split two, you could tell the difference yeah, of like how much I care, you know, yep. like you could, you could probably tell the difference in like just my oh, yeah. voice alone, like how much I was into it. Um, cause I mean, the reality is like split one, like, you know, out of the 90 people that were playing or it might've been 120, I don't remember. Like my passion was not up there. You know, like if, if I'm, You're if I don't, if I don't care as much as the top 10 teams, you will not be a top 10 team, you know? And that was just kind of what it came down to. And that was only on me. Like, yeah, yeah. Pan and Zara deserve to go to land. I did not. Wow. And, and they, were both, they were both all in. They were passionate. Were they pissed at you? Did they blame you or not? Never. They, they still had you. They still had your back. No, we never really had that. I mean, it wasn't like, okay, Watson, it's all your fault. You know, it was like, man, we suck as a team. But for me, I mean, I, I take 100% blame. I mean, it, it wasn't like I wasn't doing like, you know, it wasn't like I wasn't talking or anything, but like mentally, like I just wasn't there. The, I wasn't, the, I wasn't real, there the real serious question I have to ask you though, it's probably the most serious question I'm going to ask you. Okay. Why is Imperial House so much better than you at Apex? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> if more aerodynamic or something, I don't know. Aerodynamic? I don't know. Aerodynamic? I don't what? Know. That's a good answer. He's in chat right now. I asked that question. I play as a controller too. That, okay, let me, let me ask you a real question. Do you think you're better than Hal at Apex Legends? Of course. I mean, like, no, he, seriously, not just like you have to say it because it's, it's the hell right. Like seriously, genuinely no, right I'm now. The, no, I'm the best player in the game. Like 100%. I, I thought that for a long time. Uh, obviously not split one playoffs. You didn't qualify. But for the last couple months, you've been the best player in the game. Locked in. <laughs> I think if I'm, if I'm there, I'm the best player in the game. Like a lot of times I get bored, don't show up, scrams, I'm trolling. If I'm 100%, if I care about what I'm doing, I'm the best player in the game. No question. Someone said totally doesn't have an ego. I don't think that's an ego thing, personally. I think that's a confidence thing. There's a difference in ego and I mean, confidence, you personally. Asked me. I didn't just tell you yeah. that. You asked me. Exactly. That's exactly Yeah, ego would be you telling me. That's right. That's a good example. Hal is, I don't know if Hal's still watching. I'd like to hear his thoughts and what, if he thinks you're a top five player in the game. I wish I had Hal on. This is like some Jerry Springer shit. Hal's voice just pops into this <laughs> he Discord. He walks in. Yeah. <laughs> walks in the room. Walks in the room, literally behind me, just like reps did during the Verholst interview the other week. Um, yeah, listen, I, I don't know if I would disagree with you. If you were the best player in the game, then would you not be optic or X set right now? You're the best mechanical player in the game. Cause like, are you, are you as good as nocturnals and IGL? Well, that's, that's I don't what think I you're see. top five IGL. Mm, no, I don't think I'm a top five IGL either. Oh, okay, I think, cool. Yeah. I thought, I thought I was starting some drama. Well, not top five. I'm, I'm definitely taking the gloves off. IGL. I was ready. Definitely top five IGL. Maybe not the best, but like mechanically, like, like for what I enjoy and like what I see as skill personally, like, and I talked about this earlier, like yeah, for me yeah. being good at a game is mechanical skill, like, and like winning, you know, killing the guy in front of you. And I, yeah, yeah. I think I'm the best player in the game. You're the best mechanical like, skill. If, best if I care, best like if I'm like, I'm going to show up and fucking jump people today, I will show up and jump yeah. people. I'm best in the game, in my opinion, personally. But Honestly, I, uh, I, I, I make, I make opinions because I watch everything. I'm not nearly obviously as good, but I agree with you. Hot take. You heard it here right now. <laughs> I think his Watson is the best mechanical, mechanically gifted player in the game. The moment I realized it, Watson, do you maybe remember this clip? Was in champs. You were, it was, I think it was world's edge. Um, and you, you, I don't remember where on world's edge, but it was top one of those kind of blue container boxes and you're in a one V two with the PK. 
Remember that? Yes, that's my Twitter header, yeah. Wait, what? That's your Twitter? God damn it. I thought I was like pulling this memory out of the memory bank that no one knew about, like an obscure moment in history. I was casting it. That's my um, That's your Twitter header. God damn it. I thought I was pulling some journalistic shit out. Uh, okay, that's your tw- literally your Twitter header. That was the moment I realized you're different. Uh, that I, and I, I was like, he could legitimately in this tournament be the best player. Do you think do you think you're the best player at champs? At champs, a hundred percent. I was at champs. I was the best player by multiple orders of magnitude. I thought like, so too. Multi, like just the biggest skill gap of all time. I think. Like I think I was just insane. Obviously, I think so too. Obviously, all of my tricks out, are out of the bag now. Like, and so it's normalized a lot more. But yeah. Well, your trick, your tricks being sear, drop an ult. Well, <laughs> well, just like my understanding of like my theory of how to play the game is like oh. now more common. You know, like break it down. What are, what are give me examples? Well, like just like the, the like just what I told you earlier. We're like, I mean, two squad wives is the same as seventh place. Like, okay, well, okay, it's way easier for me to get two squad wipes and get seven plays. I'm going to go run at people. I kill two Got squads. It. I get eighth or 10th. Like looking at the game that way was, had been done before, but I was the first person just. And that basically just made you index so heavily on skill. Cause you just had to be better than everyone else to be able for that to work. Right. And no one else was doing that. So you just were constantly fighting, getting reps, reps, reps against the best players in the world in these lobbies. And that made you the best mechanical player. Cause that, that concept, that trick in the bag is not a mechanical trick. That's a game, That's like knowledge a trick. game theory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But because you did that, you indexed so heavily on fighting that made you the best player in the game. And obviously all the grinds. Well, being fighting, I think, I think and this is what happened for Split Run Pro League was lane happened, right? And like, it was like, wow, showing everyone better at the you game. You played the same way in Pro League. You didn't adapt to meta at all. Yeah, but the thing is meta. like, at champs, we could have played, we could have done, played whatever comp, done whatever. I mean, just running at people was the dominant strategy and no one was doing it. So like, we just yep. killed it. We went into split one we're like let's run at people well people now people have adapted and like learned from what we're doing and now it doesn't like we need to adapt again like we need to do something else you know? yeah i remember you guys i remember the first three weeks you guys got shit on and then like oh, yeah. you had you guys made a run the last four four to seven or five or six yeah well that weeks. was us figuring it out that was us being like yeah. okay well let's do something else and then and then we went on a run like second place first place like like we went on a massive run but it was too late um, oh, yeah yeah so who knows that week one that week one who no, who who's your sub? Who's who sub for you that week? Can't remember. Prodigy was aces. it? Uh, Prodigy Aces, yeah, that's a sub. Ain't no Sykes. No offense, to Prodigy Aces. <laughs> they they did all right. I, I don't think. Nah, I don't think they did great. Like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, I don't think they did great. I cast it. Uh, that's interesting, man. That's really interesting. Okay, so here we are now. Passion's back. Status. The time is present. We've been talking past. The time is present. You think you're the best player in the game. You're not the best team in the game, according yeah. to the standings, Optic, and XZR. Or do you think I'm wrong and you're about to win this regional final? Mm, I mean... 12th, I was right. Panders just said 12th. I was actually right. Holy shit. I'm, <laughs> it's I the mean, Fallout history book I get to pull out of, you know? Okay. I mean, I thought I'm... Obviously, you know, I've explained it a couple times. Like, I genuinely think I'm the best player in the game. Like, uh, I think... But the thing is, like, when it comes down to ALGS, like, it's there's a lot more at play like if there you is. know like if there was like a stat card like i feel like i'd be really good but the thing is like obviously i and the reality is i'm not as good at algs as nocturnal or al or whatever but like you know obviously i play ranked that's what i do you know and like part of it is bringing that ranked into algs like obviously i've found success doing that and so like as a player yes i think i'm the best all-around player 
you know, I'll say I'm a humble guy. This is my opinion. You're asking, you're asking me. That's no, I'm, I'm asking. Yeah, don't, don't, don't be, yeah, don't be afraid. I'm asking. I, I, want, you, I best, want you to give to give hot takes or takes. Overall, and opinions, all around yeah. player. Obviously, I think I'm the best player. A lot of people say that though. Like, I think I'm the best player. I think, you know, I think I'm the best player. But, you know, obviously, there's so much more in LGS than just that. Yeah, I mean, there, there is so much. I mean, a lot of it comes down no, to just because. Like, look, if you're the best player. Then you guys should be the best. Then, then it, if you're the best player, then it has to be on Panders and Zeratricky as to why you're not the best team. Because if you were the best player, yeah, well, and they were also second and third best. Do you think you have the second and third best players in the game on your team? <laughs> um, I I'm instigating now. I think Panders. I mean, obviously, with four three linear controller, Panders players, is is criminally underrated. I four think, three controller linear players, I'm a dozen. Listen, they're the Buzz Lightyear meme on the wall. That's controller <laughs> players. Zeratricky, I think he's awesome mechanically. You know, like he, Zara has really stepped up this pro league. I think, I think he's awesome. Um, and I mean, other than our, other than our first week of pro league, we went like third, second, fourth, third, second, like the only reason we're not first, cause our first week was bad. Like last mm. two, last run, like yeah, we, good. Yep. we were the best, like the last, not counting the first week, like the initial drop in, like we were the, we were the best team. Yeah. So you um, think you guys are the best team in NA right now? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, everyone's going to say that obviously, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's okay. Obviously, like I'm going into these, like not thinking we're going to lose, you know, like we not we've everyone's going to say that. I mean, look, I told, I asked Hal if he thinks he's going to qualify for London. He said no <laughs> three weeks ago. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think uh, you think so. Okay. I, th- uh, I don't go. I definitely don't go into them thinking we're going to lose. I definitely go yeah. into them thinking, okay, we can win this. Like we can win. We can win this game. We can win this fight. Like I definitely never think we're going to lose. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, we're definitely a good team. Yeah, you are. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I like the confidence. Um, who are the top five best mechanically gifted players in the world in Apex Legends in order? You're number one. Who's number two? Like, we can start number five. Mechanics or like if there's someone in front of me, like who do I think would kill me more often than someone that's else? That's it. That one. Okay. Mechanics are one thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, who's, yeah, in, mechanics... who's, who is in front of me that I think will Yes. Who are you out. like? Who are you scared of? in a lot? Not, you're obviously not scared of anybody because you didn't get the best. But who, if you're fighting them, you'll show them a little more respect because you know it's them because you know it's yeah. skin. Bottom five, like I think would be top five, not Sykes, bottom five or top five. I think Sykes is Sykes. good. Sykes is insane. I think not counting my teammates, obviously. I think okay. I'm not going to do that. Anyways, fun. I didn't stick it. I don't stick it that much. But Sykes yeah, is good. Verals is really good. Um, Mandy's good. I Mandy? Floor, I wiped the floor with Mandy though, but I genuinely. You wiped think, the floor, but you put Mandy, who's not even competing anymore, over yeah, fun just, FPS and oh, OJ Rain and. I think, I think Mandy's better than fun, yeah. I think Mandy's a. Yeah, I mean, I think Mandy's one of the best players in the game. Wow. Wow. So, Sykes. That's what I say. Verholst, Mandy. Verholst, Mandy. Mandy, and this is an order. Sykes in fifth, Verholst fourth, Mandy in third. Not, no, no order, just, no particular order. I'm just spitting. No. You have one more. You have one more. Um, Sykes, Verholst, Mandy. You need two Mandy. more. I'm including myself. You need two more. Um, I don't know. You don't throw, you don't probably, throw Hal in there? Probably. You don't throw Hal no, in there? No. No? No, Verholst hard carries him every time we fight him. That guy's... Not that good. Well, obviously he's good, but Verhulst definitely kills me a lot more than Hal does. Um, um, 
hard carries Earl's hard carries and you said Earl's hard carries every time I fight them and we if we lose it's Earl's killed me every time who's better Howler reps House better than reps, I think. Uh, okay, I thought you were going to keep throwing shit. If you would have said, I mean, not that I don't think reps is good. If you would have said reps is better than Hal, like didn't hesitate, I would have been like, okay, now you're just trolling Hal. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't affect maybe. I thought effect and effect. You think effect is up there? No, I, I think no one on energy. You don't think Gilderson's is, is up there? Ooh, yeah, guilt. Guild's that guy too, huh? Guild's energy's good. the weirdest thing for me. Energy's the weirdest thing. They're an anomaly. They might not qualify for land. Which is honestly unacceptable. That team has so much talent on it; it's insane. Like the fact that they're in eleventh place with Nathan Gildersons and Sweet Dreams on one team. Because I don't know why. why I don't know why, but that is just that's unacceptable. I mean, I don't know if it's the rust and not scrimming. I don't know. I don't know what it. What, what is? What's going on with that team? Um, I don't really watch the games or anything, so I have no idea what's happening with them. But I mean. Uh... I don't. Really, I can't really give you an answer because I don't watch your games. Could be, you don't. You can't. You don't. You, you can't say. Okay. You have an opinion. No, that's fair. I think that's why I like to ask are... these questions. Like I, you know, y'all know I have opinions and I share my opinions because I watch and I study the game as a caster and I've done it for four years. But I always always acknowledge because I was a pro player myself. And I used to hate when casters would think that they know more than us. We don't. So like I love <laughs> hearing from you because you're the ones that are in the fucking battlefield shooting these people yeah. every day and know you know what it's like. So it's really really cool hearing from you. Uh, thought a couple questions in chat. Thoughts on Nick Merckx as a player. Any opinions on Nick? Thoughts on and Nick Merckx. you fucking say because that's my boy. No, I'm just kidding. Give your give me thoughts. Thoughts on Nick Merckx. So, um, I mean, I think he's. I mean, obviously he's not as good as his teammates. That's just being real. Um, I obviously he has potential to be like a super good player. Everyone in Pro League has potentially a really good player. Um, I think, I mean, obviously, I don't, I don't really watch them up with them. But if I, if I take a guess at what the issue is, like, I think it's just like, you know, maybe the passion or going to sleep thinking about it, waking up thinking about it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, because like, you know, bunkers I knew get on and like they're up and coming. You know, from ranked, like they mm-hmm. go to bed thinking about ranked. Like they wake up playing the game, like. You know they've been through that grind. I don't. I don't personally. I mean, I don't really up with them, but that may be my guess. Mm. Um, but I mean, I don't really watch the games or anything. Like I just play, show up and play and go home. So yep. I don't keep playing anyone else. But yep, and that's yeah. that's fair. That's my that's guess. A good, that's just my guess. Yeah, it's yeah. a good guess. It's a fair guess. I think. Yeah, yeah. Passion is an interesting word. Everyone just likes, likes to throw that word passion. People people replace the word. Thank you for the subs, Ellie Arcane. I appreciate you. People replace the word passion with grind just because someone's not grinding doesn't mean they're not passionate and those two words have become synonymous um nick doesn't grind the game because he's nick Merckx and the persona the stream has a wife and a child beautiful kid named nico and he's more in the snipe down category he's been doing it for a while and um yeah so that's a very fair statement he doesn't wake up go to sleep thinking about apex because yeah, I mean, he wakes up and goes kid. to sleep i mean <laughs> thinking about his kid instead exactly he, think about his wife that he's you know he's, yeah uh, i mean he's at the time and obsessed about apex like everyone else is it's right yeah, I mean, he's got a whole ass family like i wake up and you know get on my computer that's it you know like I don't that's have, it like that's a big difference it definitely a definitely advantage for sure but in that aspect but i mean obviously some pro players have kids and do good so that, i don't know i mean I don't really have too strong of an opinion on the whole situation, to be honest. Yeah, fair. That's fair. Um, we're going to wrap up soon because it's been a long 
show, which I love. I mean, it's been a really good conversation, dude. I want to ask you just a couple of last big topic questions. Um, we, we, we've, we've, t- we've walked through your entire journey, so I'll summarize in the end, but a couple of big topic questions. Um, you do a lot for the women's scene. Why? And what, what are your thoughts on the women's scene in Apex Legends? What can we do more to support the women's scene? Mm. Well, I don't know, but I do a lot in the women's scene. I've donated some okay. prize pools, but that's about it. I definitely you donated the prize pool. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I've that's pretty big. helped a little bit. Not only about a big part, but I definitely have helped for yeah. sure. But um, true. Yeah, you could do more. We could all do more. I agree. I don't want to over you know oversell me here, sell but it. I love it. You know, um, yeah. I mean, I think hmm, I don't I mean I don't have too strong an opinion on it. I'm glad it's okay. happening. I was saying they get to play. Luminosity Gaming signed a whole team. Awesome. You know, TSM signed a whole team. Awesome. Um, you know, Ethereum, like that's definitely been a possibility of like signing a team. Like, awesome. You know, like, yep. Yep. Awesome. Good you know, things. You these don't people have strong opinions on it. These people get to do what they love for a living. Like, I'm, I'm glad. Like, it's all, it, you know, I mean, I don't have any like, oh, like we do this or this, but like, I'm, I'm glad it's happening. The women have fun playing. Everyone has fun playing. Like, if they're having fun playing, good. Glad. I'm glad. Yep. I don't have to sense. like, in terms of like what we should do better, I mean, I don't, I don't keep up with it personally, but. Yep. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Makes sense. I know, I knew you donated $500. So I wasn't sure if you had kind of thing further. And someone actually in chat asked that. I've been looking at chat and trying to ask, answer any chat questions. And someone asked that in chat a while ago. So thank you for ever asked that. I wanted to address it. Um, anything else? If anything else that you think we should know about his Watson, any more personal stories um, that you're um, willing to open up with? Thank you for being vulnerable in the show. What's, yeah, what's, okay. uh, let me ask you this. What's one thing? What's, what's one thing that you think most people misunderstand about you? Or like one thing that you think people just don't understand about you? Do you have anything or anything else? We should I, I think, okay, I do have a strong opinion on this one. Yes, please. So I am a lot more humble and easygoing and tell. chill and just like a humble dude, like just chilling than people think. Obviously everyone at some point in their life does something stupid. You know, you do some dumb shit. And all people, yeah, I mean, everyone's done dumb shit in their life, okay? Like, people who don't like me, you're not angels either, buddy, okay? Let me tell you, <laughs> you're not an angel either. People do dumb stuff. You call them buddy. Like, you know, but I really am just like a humble dude. Like, I just wake up, you know, I try to help people when I can. Like, you know, I don't spend any money. I donate a lot of money to people that need it. Like, I bought, a, like, $30,000 worth of PCs for people recently. Like, I am just a dude. Like, I just... I like helping people and I just live my life. I mean, obviously I've done dumb stuff and it's public, but like, you know, everyone's done dumb stuff, you know? So just don't be, just because you've seen some of my mistakes, don't make that seem like it's my whole personality. You know, that would be yep. my one a little icing on the little cherry on top. I love I that. I love that. People hang you the cross for that. And I think they should not. I completely agree. I'm, I'm going to share an opinion. I'm, I'm going to, first, I'm going to double down on what you said with just a vouch because I have not once thought anything bad about you, even with the memes and the trolls and the tweets and the this and the that. It's so obvious. For people to not, to not think that about you is insane. And I hope you can discount anything that they say, because it's so obvious. All that you do for others, this stream alone, the amount of times that you've had to just double, you know, remind people like, hey, I'm not trying to be cocky, I promise. And it's just so obvious you're a humble dude, you're humble beginnings, you help others, you've risen to the top in a remarkable way, but you've brought others along with you and have given back every step of the way. Um, and this show I think showed that. So thank you for joining the show. The whole story for those that just joined us recently, I highly recommend you watch this on YouTube or Spotify tomorrow. 
because my favorite part of this, honestly, Watson was the first 45 minutes hearing your origin story, hearing where you came from, hearing who you are as a person, crucible moments in your life, the love for your dad, right? I got, I started tearing up and got emotional about your story with your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for doing that. Important, man. It's important to be vulnerable. You were vulnerable today and I appreciate that. So from the entirety of the story, a sincere thank you. And the last thing I'll leave with you, you leave you with on that topic. I'm glad you brought that up because I asked you when you, you answered it because I asked you. But I also sense that it bothers you or affects you when people question your character. Does it get under your skin sometimes or do you have thick skin and you just rush it all off? I, I mean, it affects you. I mean, obviously if I could pick and choose, I would want people to know that like I'm not just a random internet rager or whatever. But at the end of the day, you know, people can think whatever they want. You know, I don't, I'm not losing sleep over it, but I don't know. I mean, I'm just, a lot of people have a very drastic perception of me, but at the end of the day, like, I mean, I don't, it doesn't affect me at all. So good. I'm glad because those people don't know you and I have to read Borstein's chat here and we'll end on this. Anyone that watched Watson for more than 10 minutes knows that he's the most down to earth guy in the entire scene. Amen to that. <laughs> we can end on that because that's entirely true. Um, I barely, like we went into this saying, I barely even knew you, but I knew that because I watched you and I've seen your character for 10 minutes at land with our interview, whatever it might be. You're a good dude. I'm glad we had a chance to bring you on. I'm glad you were the first person to ever do this show because you have the best story of anyone in esports. Your story is inspiring. <laughs> not just the I fact that you it. came from a trailer park and lived with Keon and from Arkansas, <laughs> not just that, but this, the entire story of how you've given to others and stayed humble throughout everything you haven't changed i can sense that you have not changed one bit and you're not going to change so uh thank you for that i want to give you one last chance for any shout outs or any words Mm. well obviously hundreds of people have helped me throughout my life but i don't know probably my dad i feel like i try to be like him as much as possible my grandpa um yeah that's probably That's probably what I would say. They're they're my heroes, really. Love it, man. I could. Uh, I can't wait to hopefully hopefully I can meet your dad one day. Was he in Raleigh? He was not. No. Okay. Okay. Hopefully I have a chance to meet your dad and maybe grandpa one day. Uh, I'm sure they're remarkable men. Um, it must be if if you model yourself after that, based on what, I, what I've seen today. So thank you so much for doing this. And uh, look, the goal of this this new series, everybody, the Apex Experience weekly podcast, is to give remarkable people in this community, good people in this community, a chance to tell their story. Um, we don't do enough storytelling in Apex and in, in the LGS in particular. It's something I've been you know, fighting for for a while. And I think we, you know, we've made some progress, but we need to do a lot more to build the people behind the brands and to build the superstars. Um, I learned so much about your story here today. Thank you for being the first person to join us. And thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for saying at the very beginning, before we even went live, anything goes, I'm an open book. You can say whatever you want. We were able to get in some really deep, deep topics. I uh, almost cried. You almost cried. Uh, we had, <laughs> we laughed. We had fun. You roasted Hal live on stream. It was fantastic. And a big shout out, everyone. Please show some love to his Watts and everybody on all things socials. If you're looking for a team to be a fan of an ALGS, I think maybe tonight you earned a couple fans, Watson, by telling your story and inspiring thousands of people. So thank you so much again for doing this. We're going to announce our upcoming lineup of people, but let us know if you have any feedback for us, y'all. We want to get better. Um, the goal here is to synthesize the good and the story and, and get deeper and, and peel back the onions with every single you know pro or big person in this community that we can. Let us know who you want to see on the show. We're going to start with some of the quote unquote big names to start because we, we want to build the platform and then bring the little names on and give them the visibility that they deserve. But we're going to mix in a, a variety of people 
in this uh, Apex Experience podcast. So big thank you to our executive producer and our creative director, Chrono Creative, uh, to our, our our other producer, Bella, aka Hader. Of course, to his Watson, the Furia gang, Bocek and Chris and everyone in the chat that's been here supporting every member of the Apex community that came through to say hi and support Watson. Anyone that's a fan of Watson's, we will catch you for the next Apex experience next Thursday. We'll catch you for the After Hours post-ALGS show with Snipe Down and Two Pros on Sunday. Watson, will you do one of those, please? Um, sure. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. You enjoyed this? Cool. After Hours is fun, too, because you get to talk more about Apex and just shit post people, which I know you like. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Big fan of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big fan of that. I love it, man. Big fan of yours. Thanks so much, Watson, again, for watching me. We'll have you back on on Sunday. Sounds sounds like you enjoyed it. Enjoy LGS this weekend. Regional finals. Stop using the wingman all week. People are worried that you guys aren't going to perform because you're only using the wingman, apparently. (laughs) I saw saw that in chat. And we will catch you up for the next rendition of the Apex Experience weekly podcast and after hours this Sunday. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. Have a good night.